Hello and welcome to Once Upon a Roll, a D&D podcast hosted by me, Rasputin, where I run a one-on-one adventure in the land of Cortia, a homebrew setting I've been using for the past, I've lost track of how many years. I am joined with a very special guest today, popular YouTuber, Iron Pineapple. Pine, how you doing? I'm doing good. I'm really excited. Yeah. So the question I always ask the guest is, you know, D&D. Have you have you played it before? Uh, I have played it before, but it has been a while and not super familiar with like like having all the rules memorized and everything. But yeah, I've listened to like a couple podcasts, so I feel like I'm familiar enough with how it works. What do you remember like the character you played? Um tell me every detail about them. Right. Last backstory. time I last time I played it, I think I was like like a wizard. Uh, I was like okay. an elf wizard or something. And or no, I was like a gnome wizard. We didn't actually get too far in, admittedly. That's how it goes. I don't know. I like I like the idea of just having like a very like elaborate character that was like a little trickster wizard. Mm-hmm. And I assume with that group, it was a group and not a one-on-one. Game. Yeah, yeah, it, it was a group. Well, it, I mean, not that you have a ton to roll off of, but yeah, the the one-on-one experience is definitely quicker, a little quicker, and puts a lot more on you, the player. <laughs> so. Yeah, I'm I'm ready. That'll be good. You will be playing the character of Theo, who will get more into... Does Theo have a last name? I, you, you gave me his parents' names, both of which had different last names. What's Theo go by? Or is it just Theo? Like, <laughs> fuck my parents. Who cares? I mean, I was just going by his first name, but like maybe he has like a very like over the top, like wizard sounding name that he gave himself. Mm-hmm. Sure. <laughs> um, Like maybe uh, like Theo... Thunderborn. <laughs> okay. But but he's like still workshopping it a bit. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. He, he kind of changes it when he feels like it. Yeah. Making sure it fits. Okay. Cool. Well, let's just jump into this episode of Once Upon a Roll. The kingdom of Cortia has thrived for over a thousand years. In that time, it has endured war against powerful enemies, outlasted deadly feuds between its lords and fought against evil both of this plane and others. However, during the most recent Festival of the Autumn Sun, the Sage's ritual revealed a nearly forgotten omen, the sign of Black Sun, a symbol only seen once before, and it almost led to the destruction of Cortia. Panicked, the common folk in the capital city rioted, and when the dust settled, the king was dead, and his two children had disappeared in the night. The lord of the city of Edgewood, Tom Dunn, restored peace to the capital, and with no heirs of the king anywhere to be seen, he decided to sit the throne and take the position of Lord Regent. But this story takes place a month after the Festival of the Autumn Sun and a hundred miles southwest of the capital, just off of the coast of the seaside city of Endon, on a connected set of islands colloquially known as University's Rest. Balthian University, founded by the legendary arcanist Balthian the Blue, is one of the premier arcane universities in Cortia. Technically, it's its own sovereign state, not under the control of any of the lords or king, but due to its proximity to Ended, most consider it one in the same. The school is built upon three islands that are connected at various points with bridges both made of stone and arcana. One island is primarily filled with dormitories for the students, one houses the mess hall and training grounds, and the largest holds Balthian Castle, an ancient building said to be as old as the university itself, where most of the classes are taught. Currently, you 
are sitting in the mess hall, at a table alone, shuffling a deck of cards, mindlessly, as you look around the hall. You've been a student here for a few months and largely have stayed to yourself in hopes of creating a little mystery to your name. The less people know about you, the less likely it is for them to learn your secret. You possess no magical ability. Which puts you in a bit of a bind, because tomorrow afternoon is the final for Practical Applications of Magics, a test where you and another student pair up to compete against the rest of your classmates. The details of what the test will include were pretty vague, as Professor Turley didn't want you to be able to prepare too much. So as you look down at your deck of cards, thinking about a few ways this exam could go wrong, you hear the familiar voice of Darison Woodlock. She's a young human woman with brown hair uh, that always, you know, you've, you've always seen it to look in a bit of a mess. Her and her sister, Arsima, grew up near you, were raised in a state near the one you grew up on. And uh, there's always been kind of a fair bit of resentment between your families. Uh, her parents were well-to-do wizards, but they never quite got the respect that your family did. Uh, and, and she has always kind of resented you for it. So since since you've gotten to the university, it's been a lot of, you know, you, you more than once have heard her scoff as you walk by. <laughs> okay. It's almost a daily occurrence. So are you ready for me and Arsima to wipe the floor with you tomorrow? In response to her question, I want to just like do like a really flashy card shuffle. Okay. Uh, do a sleight of hand check. Okay. Um, I got an 11 plus 9. <laughs> so a 20? <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> what do you want this trick to look like? You know, like those shuffles where like their hands are like are pretty far apart and it's like a like a really big, like kind of like waterfall, like, where it's, like they're shooting toward each other kind of. Mm-hmm. It's like that, but like, you know, really extreme. Yeah. Like all the cards are spinning at the same time as they're kind of <laughs> waterfalling across. Yeah. It's, it's, it's very, I want it to be very like impressive looking. But it is, it, it is just a card trick. Uh, with a 20, it very much is. Uh, the waterfall looks immaculate. The cards spin in a hypnotizing motion as they go from one side to the other. Darson tries to hide the kind of shock and, you know, being impressed with you as best she can. But yeah, you can see it a bit in her eyes that she's like, damn it, he's good. <laughs> yeah, I wanna, I wanna, also I'm just like, I'm maintaining eye contact and just like smirking a little bit and like not saying anything. You know, kind of like keeping up my, my air of mystery. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> behind Darson stands her sister, Arsima. Um, you know them to be twins. She, she's also a young human woman, but uh, blonde hair that's in a tight bun. You and her, when you were younger, were kind of friends, but because your families didn't really like each other, they discouraged it. So you never really super close, but she used to be nice to you and then just stopped talking to you altogether. But Darson kind of keeps looking at you and gives a big scoff. And uh, assuming you continue to not say anything, she seems like she's getting turned to ready to turn and walk away. Should I say something? <laughs> it's your call, whatever you want. Like, I feel like I, I need to like, I feel like I'm about to get like some exposition or something if I, <laughs> if I don't say something. I think the better question, Darson, is if, if you're ready for tomorrow, because I think I am. And I want to do a, another magic trick. Okay. As I say that, uh, I want to shoot out of the deck uh the ace of hearts and i want like like while i'm shuffling and i want it to i want it to land i want to like shoot it toward her so like she can like you know mm-hmm. catch it or hit her or something i don't know yeah roll a roll another <laughs> sled of hand check okay that was a five so i got a five okay nine, 14 um 
Yeah, it, it, it's not bad per se. It's not your best work. The card kind of comes out a little slower than you had hoped, and she grabs it from the air and like tears it in half and throws it on the ground. You know I'm ready. Okay. See. So okay. Well, I can need another card, I guess. But <laughs> all right. Thanks for that. She gives you a long look, scoffs, uh, and, and turns away and kind of storms off. Uh, her sister, Arsma, like stands there for a moment. She looks at the card on the ground, gives like a little shrug, reaches down to touch the card and seems to cast a little spell. And you see the card kind of repair itself into a full ace of hearts. Uh, seems she used some sort of mending trick on it. You kind of put that away and be like, okay, wizards can mend too. <laughs> I was like, oh, hey, I, I, was, I was actually going to do that myself. I was about to, um, but I, I appreciate it, you know. Uh, roll a deception check. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, oh, no, I got a two. <laughs> I have plus 10, but I did. Roll okay. Two. <laughs> so that's a 12. All right. She kind of gives you a little smile and hands you the card and then turns and walks away. Did she buy it at all? That like that like I that I knew I could do that. <laughs> you didn't get a sense really one way or another okay. with that. I guess I guess you could roll an insight on her to see if how she reacted. Okay, uh, I got nineteen. She didn't seem to like think much of it. Okay, I guess she must like me. Or she rolled a three. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> on her insight. One of the two. I mean, you, you you might not be wrong. Okay. As she walks away and you kind of mull over uh, Darson's words, you do think about the problem that there is this big final tomorrow and you still do not have a partner. Uh-oh, this is bad. You know most of the people are paired up already, uh, but there are a few students who you know haven't been Okay. So I guess for for the camera shot of this, as you you know watch Darson walk away, and you're kind of like, oh, shit, <laughs> gotta figure this out. You take a scan of the mess hall uh, and, and look over a few students. The first one who your eyes drop on is Alan Brisbitt, one of the few students at the university who got in fully based on his own merits rather than familial ties, which is a hundred percent why you're there. <laughs> Uh, it, it is familial ties. It's, you know, okay. nepotism. It, it is what it is. Uh, he is a halfling. He's a bit too skinny. You get the sense that he'd be handsome if he shaved off his patchy and unkempt beard, uh, but he doesn't seem to care much. Okay. Due to him not growing up with wealth, he's been a bit of an outsider here, and people kind of resent his talent and abilities because of that. You see him, like, sitting on uh, two books... <laughs> To like get up to comfortable table height as, as he you know eats his porridge, uh, you continue to look around the room and you see the hulking figure of Barty Poss. From what you've seen, he might be the only one in the school who knows less about magic than you. He's half human, half Goliath, and a whole lot of dumb. But the few interactions you've had with him, he he's been really nice. He is uh, the himbo of. Of, <laughs> of Balthian University. While he doesn't like have a good knowledge of magic, he does seem to be one of the most magical folks at the school. Uh, it's just that he doesn't 
do well with controlling it. You've witnessed a bunch of random bursts of magic from him, ranging from shooting massive fireballs to turning half your class into goats for the better part of an hour. Okay. So very, very magical, but not very intelligent with it. And the third person who you know doesn't have a partner is uh, Tysinia Malitha, who is one of the few people that keeps to themselves at the university as much as you do. Uh, She hasn't raised her hand once all year. Uh, but you've seen she does decently well on her written tests. You've even cheated off her work once or twice. Uh, as the observer you are, you have noticed her reading tends to get to the edgy side, very on the macabre, often reading uh, books about necromancy, or at least the few books about necromancy that the library is willing to hold. To kind of look over those three of different abilities and skill sets. Yeah, if you have any questions about any of those three who you might want to pair up with, feel free to ask. Do I know nothing about the final exam? Yeah, you know it's a practical exam Okay. in, in some uh, capacity. You could try to figure out some more about it. That would probably involve... Uh, <laughs> finding a way to break into your professor, Professor Turley's office, which you could do. Here's my th- my thought process on choosing these people is I'm worried about not only passing the exam, but also like, you know, not having to raise too many red flags with my partner themselves. Mm-hmm. So that's why like, I'm a little concerned about Alan, for example, Because, like, I feel like he might be able to spot bullshit the easiest. You know, you've, in general, found ways to, you know, trick professors by keeping distance. With this, you get the sense that you would be working very close with whoever you're partnered with. Mm. So, yeah, certainly because of that proximity of how you're working, due to Alan's... I mean, just, like, yeah, between, like, looking at the extremes of Alan and Barty, like, Barty will have no fucking clue... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like, you know, he would not be likely to pick up on it. But yeah, you, you certainly, I think your concern of Alan being able to pick up that you don't actually know any magic mm-hmm. is a very fair one. So the second one was, was Barty. Like, how big is that exactly? Probably edging over just a little over like seven feet. Yeah, I'm going to be honest. I'm, uh, I'm kind of leaning toward Himbo. Okay. Himbo partner, Barty. <laughs> because I feel like I wouldn't have to worry as much about fooling him. You know, I don't know. I feel I feel like I've made it this far by myself. You know, so what if my partner's not the best? Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm self sufficient. Like, you know, maybe you can help. Maybe you can't. I'm I'm confident in my my abilities to just kind of react on the fly and deceive people. Just bullshit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I I don't need I don't need extra eyes on me to spot that. So I I kind of mm-hmm. like Kevin. Uh, I feel like Barty is kind of like I'm leaning toward asking him maybe. Okay. But maybe I should break into this office first to find out anything else about the exam. I'm going to head over and just like knock on his door. Yeah, you uh, knock on the door and you hear a voice. One minute, one minute. And the door opens and you see a middle-aged man. Uh, He looks like most of his wizarding has been done in the confines of the university, which is to say like, no scars, uh, <laughs> a very intellectual type. Mm-hmm. Of the professors, you found him to be fine. <laughs> Not necessarily your favorite teacher there, but uh, certainly fine. And he looks, ah, oh, Theo, uh, what do you need? Uh, professor, 
I was hoping to ask uh, a couple questions about some of the material we we went over, and maybe maybe even the exam itself. If you have a few minutes to spare, um, you know, I've been preparing a lot and just kind of. And I just want to check in because I'm kind of nervous. Um, do you have any time to spare? He uh, kind of like turns his head toward the window, looks at the sun. He's like, ah, I have a little bit till the uh, next bell will go off and I have to get to my next lecture. But yeah, take a seat. All right, I sit down. He, he sits down across from you. Uh, his papers are like shuffling themselves. He's not touching them at all, but they seem to be some sort of spell like shuffling. You see a pen moving. It seems to be grading some sort of written exam. Do I have any idea of where this information might be in his office, or do I have, like, no clue? Uh, why don't you do a perception check? I got an 8 plus 3, 11. You kind of look around, you take a quick glance at the papers, like, on his desk, and, you know, none of them look to have anything there. It all seems to be just essays, you know, written about practical application of magic. You glance, you see a bunch of bookshelves you know, that are just stacked with books. You think maybe there could be something in there, but most of them seem to be tomes about magic in itself. Especially with an 11, you don't have like an exact sense of where it'd be. The places it feasibly could be are either somewhere in his desk or like there's a drawer kind of behind him where it could also be. Yeah, I don't know if this is happening. Um, (laughs) I I can't think of a way to like get this while he's in here. Before I leave, I just want to ask like a quick question. Be like, Professor, the other day, uh, I believe you said something about combining fireballs with poison clouds. Can you remind me what that does? <laughs> oh, yes. The, the best way to disperse of a poison cloud is by throwing a fireball at it. Sometimes it will cause a small explosion. And he kind of goes on for... Uh, 20, 20 odd minutes. You know, even though the question was answered probably in the first sentence, he, he breaks down how the combustion happens, the ingredients needed to make a poison cloud and also the fireball, the exact uh, verbal words that need to be said. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and you do your best to, you know, pay attention and or, or at least feign paying attention. Yeah, no, I want to like, pay really close attention like or like or like i want to give the appearance of like i'm a very diligent student and like i i care so much (laughs) okay uh i think because it's not really deception so much i mean because you're probably do performance we'll go performance because you're trying to play up right that you're (laughs) okay (laughs) listening so you're kind of acting a bit i got seven plus seven so 14 Okay, 14. Yeah, you you do a good enough job. It doesn't seem like he is paying that close of attention to you. Yeah, that's fine. Because <laughs> uh, that's the type of guy he is. But I, I guess what you would know is he, he's not a total idiot. And when students are, are clearly not listening, he'll call them out. And he doesn't at any point call you out. <laughs> okay. So you do a good enough job. For I that, take notes or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I... I I think I'm gonna. I thank him for his time, and uh, I head out. Are you gonna be waiting by his office just for him to leave and then go? Because he had said he'd be kind of uh, close to teaching a lesson. Or are you going to wait for night to fall to have a little, you know, cover from that? Wait, what was the, the himbo's name again? Bart. Barty. Barty. So I'm. I'm. I'm pretty sure I want to ask him, my, my partner. But like, do I have any sense of like? Would he be down with this kind of behavior? Or do I not know? I have no idea. 
roll like a history check. This is going to be a weird one, but roll a history check. Just thinking back of like every interaction you've had with Barty and everything, you know, you've seen about him. Kind of trying to weigh like, would he okay. be cool with this? I got a one. Two minus one. <laughs> you know... <laughs> Listen, you, you, the only reason you've noticed Marty in the past is because he's fucking huge. Right. You, of all the people at the university, he's one you probably have paid attention to the least because he seems like the person you would need to worry about finding out anything about you the least. And he also seems like the person you could learn the least from. So you don't know shit about Marty. <laughs> okay. In that case, I think I'm going to try to get this information on my own. I was... Trying mm -hmm. to see if he would want to help me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to wait. He said he's heading out soon. I'm just going to kind of like slink around nearby and kind of like w like watch him to leave. Yeah. Uh, roll roll a stealth check. Oh, God. <laughs> got a four plus three, a seven. Seven. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, you kind of hang around. I imagine you're like pretending to work on something. <laughs> Uh, as you wait like around the corner and you're probably making one too many glances at the door. Right. Yeah. I'm like reading a newspaper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You just have this big piece of parchment. Uh, it seems a little old. It's like King dead, his children gone, you know? <laughs> and yeah, uh, I, what, what I'll say is you get the sense that like people see you there. Hmm. <laughs> You're not overly suspicious, but it's not as if people aren't noticing you. As uh, the professor walks out, he kind of walks by you, gives you a nod, and like continues along. So he he acknowledges that you're there too. I'm gonna wait for him to walk away. Then I'm just gonna kind of like announce loudly, "Oh, I forgot my notebook in the professor's office," <laughs> and I'm gonna I'm just gonna walk in. <laughs> it is locked. Oh, fuck. As, as you try to open the door, the door is locked. Okay. Uh, you know, I'm actually going to wave down the janitor and, okay. and ask him to unlock it for me because I forgot my notebook inside. And I really need it for the test tomorrow. Would there be a janitor in a wizard university? Is there an, maybe an equivalent? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you, you head down to the first floor, which is the janitor's room the janitor is named danced <laughs> dance the janitor a janitor at a wizard university is a different job than most because it's less about actually doing the work and more about enchanting uh, brooms and buckets and things like that to do the work for them uh, so it's it's more of an administrator role than anything else but yeah you go down knock on danced's door <laughs> and uh yeah you you enter and he he looks up what can I do for you? I want to come in like sobbing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so do you like stand in front of the door and just like start breathing really heavy? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> think think of the saddest the saddest book you've ever read. <laughs> yeah, I want to I want to like come in looking real sad. Like I like my eyes are all red, and like I'm still kind of crying, but it's clear like I, I was like, crying really hard like a minute ago. Got it. <laughs> I've like composed myself. Roll a deception check. <laughs> got a three <laughs> well plus uh 10 plus 10 okay let it fail 
It's okay. Well, I mean, 13 is not even that bad is the thing. But is it not? It, it's, it, 13 is not terrible. No, it's not a resounding sort of success uh, in this case. It's also usually going to be against the insight. So it, certainly you could uh, succeed because cause it's kind of his challenging insight against it, you know? Okay. I mean, technically with the deception, you could you could be successful on a four <laughs> as long as they roll a three. Mm-hmm. Uh, is how that typically works. Just because you would have probably an understanding or a possible understanding of the people at the school, you can roll a. We'll we'll, we'll keep going with history checks to see how much you know about um, danced. Um. Oh, I got a nineteen minus one, eighteen. Yeah. So danced is a pretty nice person at the university. He wanted to be a professor for the longest time, but just like is not good at lecturing. It seems like anytime he gets in front of more than three people, his voice just starts like cracking all the time and can't do it. So he was never able to get a professorship, but the university certainly saw his value. Yeah. And wanted to keep him around. So it seems like most people generally like him, but the amount of times you've seen him like with anyone else (laughs) or with more than one person is very limited. He he seems to have a fair bit of social anxiety. So yeah, you, uh, you know, think of, think of your old pets and all those things and, uh, come in, uh, crying. What, what, what do you say? Hey, I'm, I'm really sorry to bother you, but I, I don't know who else to ask. I'm at a loss here. I, I think the professor has gone for the day and I left my notebook inside his office. And if I don't get that notebook, I feel like I'm going to fail the exam. Is there any way you can unlock the door for me? Really, I'd do anything, please. He kind of gives you a look. Uh, yeah, I can get you in the door there. He uh, pulls out a handkerchief and hands it to you. Seems a little dirty. <laughs> No, I, 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 I brush the sign and say, I'm fine. And I, I pull out a big, like, long, like, tied handkerchief out of my sleeve. <laughs> <laughs> Use that instead. Got it. He, yeah, he puts his away. <laughs> which professor was it? Oh, uh, which professor was it? <laughs> Turley. Turley. Professor Turley. I was just testing your knowledge, Pine. I'm sorry. Uh, professor Turley. No, no, you're good. Yeah. Okay. Uh, he kind of goes into his desk and pulls out what looks like a key ring but there are no keys on it so it's really just a like circle (laughs) of metal Uh, and he pulls that out why are there no keys on it are they like invisible magic (laughs) okay you do hear a little bit of clinking uh on them so you would assume that there must be something there hey you know i feel really bad bothering you this time of day i don't want to like make you walk all the way over there to do this if if you want i could just i just take the key go get my notebook and be just right back if you know if that would be more convenient for you i really appreciate you helping with this you could make another deception check okay so 22 uh he kind of gives you a look uh you see like uh there's a mop like in the back of his room that's just like kind of banging against the wall (laughs) it seems like whatever spell programming is off it's like five minutes you bring the keys right back okay I'll be right back. Thank you so much, uh, Danced. Danced, uh, before handing you the keys, like starts moving his hands through them uh, as if he's holding something and then he holds it up. And you see like the circle kind of just floating, uh, which you assume it must be because it's attached to an invisible key. He hands over it 
it over to you, like trying to get you to grab the exact spot his fingers are on so that you're on the right key. Okay, I, I grab it. Yeah, he uh, goes to the back of his office and starts like muttering something under his breath and putting his hands by the uh, mop that just keeps bumping into the wall. Okay, um, I, I thank him again and leave. So you just then bust ass upstairs? <laughs> yep, I, I do that and I, I once again announce that, oh, I forgot my notebook and I, I unlock the door and open it. Yeah, you uh, unlock the door, open it. Uh, do you leave it open behind you or? No, I close it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, and you kind of quick look around. You see the desk and the cabinet. What uh, What do you want to go for? I, I go straight for his desk and I, I just open it. Yeah, you find like the first two open. There just seems to be some papers. The third is locked. Is there anything in the first two that could be deemed useful? Would you like to investigate those like further? Sure. Okay. Uh, roll investigation. Uh, Ten. Uh, doesn't seem to be anything useful. Okay. Uh, what are the odds that it would be the same key for the door and the drawer? Is there a chance? <laughs> you can always try. I'm going to try. So you take the key, put it in what you think you know is <laughs> hopefully the right way, and turn it and... Click. It opens. Wow, that's really bad security. Cool. I open it and I see if there's anything useful inside. <laughs> yeah, you see like just a bunch of different folders, you know, um, mostly uh, stuff saying like, you know, uh, midterms, fall semester, <laughs> all these different things. It, you just want to kind of fly through those and look for what you assume would be the final. Okay, yeah. Yeah, roll up. I'll have you do investigation for this. Okay. Ooh, uh, I got a 17. Uh, yeah, you just kind of flick through really quickly and find, uh, yeah, what looks to be a file that reads final for summer semester. Oh, like this is like the actual final. I mean, it seems like notes for the final. Yeah. Okay. Can I glean anything from them? Yeah. Uh, how long do you want to be there trying to read stuff are you just taking quick glances mm. or are you do i get the feeling that if i took this with me the professor would notice there would certainly be a risk involved with that yes okay i'm not gonna spend too much time here i just kind of want to like flip through it and see if i can get like the general gist of uh maybe like what i'll i'll need to do or i'm not gonna spend too much time looking through it because i don't want to get caught mm -hmm. i'd say this could be a good time for your like eye for detail skill which is one of your rogue things for for the sort of things you'd be kind of trying to quickly look at okay i'm using my eye for detail to hell yeah looking for <laughs> some 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 hidden meeting in the, the notes yeah uh make another investigation check Ooh, i got a 17 minus 1 16 uh yeah so you kind of leaf through them uh it, it you know it doesn't seem to be fully written out plans there is a lot of like shorthand that you don't fully know Turley is looking for on the first page you see like a drawing of an orb and it says get the orb to the pedestal and there's like a kind of a pedestal drawn you flip through to the next page and and you see like written like all right three three rooms and and you see first room is finding the key you see like kind of a little drawing of 10 keys floating in the air and then a locked door you flip to the next page you see 
a second room and there's a drawing of what looks to be some sort of like stone guardian and on it it says guardian will absorb whatever magic it's tacked with causing it to be resistant to that magic from then on okay and then you see third room is just like a there's a vial a blue vial with some sort of liquid in it and it says this test will decide which of the partners moves forward to the final room uh in the final room you see is a pyramid that seems to go up a, a long way and at the top is the pedestal i think to myself too easy and i put the the, the notes away mm-hmm. and, and lock the drawer again good call <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm i'm about to leave but i just i just want to peek inside his his cabinet just because is there anything in there uh the cabinet is locked i use the same key again <laughs> This key does not seem to work on the cabinet. Okay. You do have lockpicks. So you yeah, you know, I'm, I'm really curious because, you know, I've never been this in the office this long before. I, I just want to lockpick it just because. So for that, uh, I think you are proficient in lockpicking. Roll a d20 and then add your dexterity and then your proficiency. So uh, roll, roll a dexterity check and then add six. Okay. I got 13 plus six, 19. The pick bends it does not unlock damn it doesn't break though okay i i say i didn't really care actually anyway <laughs> and I, I i leave okay and i i lock the door behind me before like i head back to return the key to the janitor i uh i take out a sheet of paper and i, I just want to trace the key because it's invisible right yeah yeah i want to trace the key on a sheet of paper <laughs> okay just so i can have it yeah, so you you I assume do that in the room, the old like yeah shade. I do thing. it privately, <laughs> and it seems like you get the general shape of it, and especially you know the part that matters uh, at, at the end. Yeah, seems like you get a good approximation of it. I don't know why I'm doing find... this, but I just want this on hand. Yeah, if you find the right locksmith, maybe maybe you could get something going. Listen, the the professor has proven himself to use the same key for more than one thing, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so why not? Uh, anyway, yeah, and I do that, and I head back to the janitor's room. I, I hold up my notebook in the doorway, you know, and I, I give him a nod, and I, I toss him the key ring, uh, but, like, in a really cool way. Like, I like I throw it, like, under my leg. <laughs> <laughs> um, bro, <laughs> I'm going to make you roll for shit like this. Roll, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> roll just a dexterity check. Oh, yeah, I got 18 plus 3, 21. Okay. <laughs> it looks pretty rad. Uh, uh, dance doesn't seem to care. but <laughs> That's you know, fine. You do it, it's and you me. feel kind of cool doing it. It's yeah. not for him. He catches them without even really looking over. He's like, good luck on your final tomorrow. I say you too. <laughs> <laughs> he kinda, as you turn, I assume, to leave, he kind of like turns the center and says, what? <laughs> <laughs> I just leave. The classic, I'm at a movie theater, enjoy the movie. <laughs> Yeah, right after that, that cool move I just pulled off, too. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So uh, with your newfound kind of knowledge of what the test may entail, uh, what do you do? Uh, what what time is it? I'd say at this point, it's late afternoon. Okay. Do I have any idea where Barty would be? Was Barty? Yeah, I mean, you, you had seen him at the mess hall. You'd assume he's probably done eating at this point, so either at the training ground or in the dormitories would be a good place good places to guess okay is he like a jock 
He's like a jock kind of guy. Yeah. Does this school have any sports teams? No, it's all chess clubs. It's chess clubs all the way down, you know? <laughs> okay. So he's, he's not actually like a member of any sports teams then or like anything like that. Correct. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm just going to head to the mess hall, I guess, and just see if he's there. And if he's not, I guess I'll look somewhere else. Yeah, as you head to the mess hall, which is on the same island as the training grounds, you walk over a stone bridge that seems like impossibly thin <laughs> to actually like uh, work if it wasn't for the magic supporting it. You cross over and you're about to head into the mess hall and you see kind of on the training grounds, there's uh, a hulking figure holding two kind of test dummies on his shoulder, walking along, slams one to the ground, slams the other. It, it seems to be Barty as he like starts stepping away uh, to do some sort of thing to the dummies. Yeah, I walk over. I'll be like, yo, Barty. How's it going, man? He looks up. Hey, Theo. How you doing? I'm doing good, Barty. You know, I, we should hang out more, you know? You know, it, you know, me and you, I feel like we're different than the rest of the people here. Like we, you know, like we should play like, like, like no one hears into like football, whatever the, the fantasy equivalent is. <laughs> jousting. <laughs> no one's into jousting here. It's all, it's only chess club. And like, I don't know. It just like bums me out. You know, like you can have both. You know what I mean, man? Yeah. Well, we should, we should joust fun. <laughs> Wait, do they let horses on the island or? I haven't seen any, but I'd love to joust. We don't need horses. We could just run at each other. Yeah, yeah, we just run at each other. <laughs> Me and my brothers used to run at each other a lot uh, with sticks and just, you know, whack each other. It's great. <laughs> yeah, you know, and, and maybe if there if there's another seven foot tall person here, uh, you know, like I could just ride you on your shoulders and we could we could do that. <laughs> you could be my horse. Yeah, sure. Yeah, no. Yeah, I guess. Uh, but anyway, enough about jousting. Uh, you don't have a partner yet for the final, do you? Nah, no. Nah. I asked Alan, but he was like, <laughs> no. A classic Alan. Yeah. That guy. Uh, but you know, guess what? I actually don't have a partner either. And like, you know, I really, you know, I feel like me and you just, we get, we, we get it, you know? And I don't know. I feel like we could, we could nail this thing. And, uh, you know, is there, do you want to, do you want to work with me? Uh, roll a persuasion check. 20. Natural 20. Oh, hell yeah. I'll tell you what, though. That was mostly for show. Even if you had rolled a one, he would have said, hell yeah, dude. That sounds awesome. I've been looking for a partner. Asked Alan. He said no. And then, you know, Tyson is kind of creepy. And then I asked like five people who already had partners. Don't know if they did, but, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm glad to hear that uh, you want to work with me. I, I've been working on my magic quite a lot. And I, yeah. And I, 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 I like, I, I nod to the dummies. Like, I can tell. Yeah. Hey, watch this. He takes a step back, um, and uh, seems to try to cast a spell. Give me one second. Uh, I take several steps back as well. <laughs> Good call. Seems to try to be shooting some sort of firebolt. Okay. And then, is there a wild magic surge? No. Uh, he points his hand, uh, aiming at one of the dummies. A fireball comes out. This is one of the first times that you've, this is probably the most controlled you've ever seen his magic to start. Yeah. Usually there seems to be some sort of wild malfunction. Uh, the fireball does shoot or the firebolt does shoot far left, <laughs> misses the dummy entirely, uh, and hits a bush 
which uh, does start on fire. I say, wow, that was awesome, man. That was a good fireball. Yeah, uh, just working on it a bit, but, you know, it, it'll be great tomorrow. No, <laughs> you still want to be partners, right? Yeah, man. Honestly, I feel like, like I said, I feel like we get it. Uh, are we going to like put out that fire, by the way? Like that, that feels, feel like it's spreading. As you look over, uh, as you say that, you see some sort of ice kind of shoot over it, dousing the flame and, and freezing the bush. And the source of that is none other than Darson Woodlock, who looks over. Ah, looks like the two biggest idiots at the school are going to be pairing together. Should I just like throw like do I like dislike Alan now? I feel like I've kind of established that. Uh that you dislike Alan? <laughs> I don't know. I, I just want to like make a comeback, but like, oh I didn't realize you and Alan were partnering up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean I, I think Dar what you would know is Darson probably has as much disdain for like way more disdain for Alan than you. So maybe I guess that'd be a good insult. <laughs> sure, let's go for it. Uh, she does look at you a bit confused. Arsima, who's right behind her and actually going to be Darson's partner, does give a little smile. You notice that you didn't insult her. <laughs> yeah. Darson like shakes off your insult, gives a look, and is like, "Well, at least I have nothing to worry about tomorrow." Arsima, let's go. She, uh, you know, turns and takes her leave. I I, I wink at her. <laughs> it, it is ignored. Okay. <laughs> I nudge Barty and be like, don't, don't worry about that. We got this. Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, I know. He kind of scratches the back of his head. Very uncertain. <laughs> <laughs> I say, no, trust me. We got this. And I, I pull out a coin and like, I, I flip it and I, I, I put it on my hand. And I'd be like, and I, and I, without looking at it, I say heads. <laughs> um, Okay, question. Is this a trick and you know it's going to be heads? Oh, no, I'm totally just guessing. <laughs> it's just totally guessing. All right, you'll roll a d20. Odds will be tails. Evens will be heads. Uh, it, it is... It's even. All right, it is heads. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, so now you can roll a persuasion check at advantage. <laughs> As you kind of lift your hand, he sees its heads, and now lets you make a persuasion check at advantage. So you get to roll it twice. So I got two the first time. Let's try that again. Oh no, I got a one. <laughs> <laughs> so so ten plus uh, two, right? Or seven? How much is your persuasion? So my persuasion said the first roll was a two, and the second roll was a one. Okay, so that's a nine for persuasion total. Yep. Okay. And, and I say to him, "Be like, don't worry, I got this magic coin." <laughs> he uh doesn't seem all that convinced he was impressed by you calling it he's like, well you know there yeah well, oh yeah we'll see uh you know honestly as long as we pass right <laughs> we don't even need to be the best yeah and then i act, and i reach behind his ear and pull out a second coin and i'd be like two magic coins actually uh roll a sleight of hand check 24 an immaculate trick here of just uh, and yeah you pull it out from behind his ears like oh <laughs> and I, cool. I, I like trust me we, we got this like i've i've been preparing uh he takes the coin he does seem a little eased by this trick not necessarily in that he's more convinced by you 
but mostly just as like, oh, cool magic trick, you know, <laughs> like distracted is probably the better thing. He's distracted from feeling, you know, inferior and is just like, oh, shiny new coin, shiny coin from behind my ear. That, that uh, works. Shit like that. <laughs> do you have any suggestions for anything else I should do before, like, you know, resting up for the night? Probably a good time to do that. I, I don't know a ton of other things that probably... You know, other things you could do probably get into things that I don't know that Theo would want to do, you know, like breaking Darison's kneecap, you know, like, <laughs> you know, uh, messing with the other people, which I feel like is probably not exactly. Oh, wait, wait, okay. So just clarify it. Did you so like, am I like competing against the other students? It seems like all the students are competing to see who will be the first uh, to finish. Oh, and there's only one that like one group that finishes on like first uh i mean it seems like probably the order in which you finish will determine your grade i i, I guess that is what you would have seen in the notes that you looked over quickly is that like okay. the order of finishing will determine your grade doing well being first will come with various rewards both academic and um it, it seemed like some other things too mm. in terms of like cool things that you may get for being first to finish. And it seems like those who finish in the bottom will fail. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I feel like I don't really have to play dirty or anything. That being said, is there any way I could tie Darson's shoes together? Like like the morning of? Yeah, or, or, just... or, or, like, or the night before, either or. Uh, the night before would involve breaking into her dormitory room. Hmm. Is this worth it? <laughs> Okay, you know what, I, I won't break in. I, I think it's probably not worth breaking into your dorm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just to tie your shoes together. Probably not worth it. So yeah, you know what, I'll I'll keep the idea to myself for now. I, I say to Barty, you know what, Barty, I think I think we should, you know, go to bed early, rest up, make sure we're, you know, 100% for tomorrow. And, uh, you know, I'll meet you at the, you know, in the in the castle. Yeah, sounds good. He gives you a pat on the back that is entirely too hard. Not enough for you to, like, fall over, but enough where it hurts still five minutes later. <laughs> okay. And, uh, you head to your dormitory. Before going to bed, I just kind of, like, make sure all my my coins and cards and stuff are together. <laughs> yeah. Put my handkerchief, tuck that back into my sleeve properly. And, yeah, I just, I, I go to bed. Yeah, you have a restful night's sleep and, and wake up in the morning ready to head to Balthian Castle uh, to, to begin your examination. All right, I, uh, I head over. Uh, you head in, it seems like other students in the class, you know, are walking the same path. Uh, Dar- you see Darson and Arsima walk by. Darson's not really hitting you with insults or scoffs. She seems pretty in her head about like, okay, gotta do well, gotta do well. Uh, too, too much so to really focus on shitting on you. <laughs> Mm-hmm. in this moment and yeah as you head Barty comes over uh he's looking pretty nervous which seems from the little you do know about him seems you know normally he's a happy-go-lucky enough guy but he does seem a little bit nervous uh as you're walking along okay wait where, where's Darson Darson's you know probably just like 20 feet to your any direction like is she walking or is she like staying still or uh, I, I'd say at this point she's walking, but uh, as you continue along, um, you would kind of get to the 
doorway of the exam chamber, uh, which would be closed. So there would be like a little bit of loitering outside of that. What am I trying to do here? <laughs> Should I just go to the exam room? Like, do I... <laughs> you know what? I'm just going to go in. I'll be like, you know, I'll be like, hey, Barty, Barty, don't, hey, I, I, I see Barty's looking a little nervous. Like, hey, man, like, trust me, we like, I really think we got this. And, um, I, I give him a pat on the back, like trying to do as hard as he did to me last night. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, cause I feel like he wouldn't mind. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'll let you do one more persuasion check to try to help him, but cause you've kind of had some low ones before no, this too. will actually be okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say this one's at disadvantage. Uh, probably doesn't matter though. Yeah, don't worry, don't worry about it. I, I so how do how does that come across? Uh, you know, he gives like he can see you're trying, <laughs> which he seems to appreciate. You patting him actually like hurts your wrist. Oh god! And like <laughs> you're kind of like ah, and he seems to like almost feel bad that <laughs> you just try to pat him hurts you. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, God. Should I make a roll oh, to see no. if this hits? Does damage? <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, but yeah, ultimately, he, he seems like he's still uh, worrying about it. What I'll tell you mechanically what this means is that... So his class is a wild magic sorcerer, uh, which means that on certain rolls, there's a chance of just random magic happening. <laughs> Him being in this kind of anxious state raises the chances of that happening. Perfect. This this works to my advantage. <laughs> Just as planned. I want I want I want to harness that energy. Like even when I fail, <laughs> <laughs> the doors eventually open uh, to the exam room, and you see like twelve different stations. Each uh, have have a pedestal with an orb on them. You see. Professor Turley standing in the middle of the room. Each pair, please stand behind one of the orbs. Oh, so there's 12 groups. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we head over to one of, one of the empty ones. The two of you head there and everyone fills in. Um, of course, obviously, Darison uh, and Arsimar, in, in, like, assuming you're in like a semicircle, they're on the other side of it and she's glaring you down. <laughs> As only this sort of high school, uh, this magical high school you know, setup could could allow for. The professor starts droning on for a little while about, you know, stuff that doesn't seem related <laughs> to all, all that much to the test. And then finally, I'd say at the point that you tune in most, uh, he would say, and yes, once you touch the orbs, each of you will be transported to the testing chambers. You must, must then carry these orbs and take it to a pedestal uh, that will make itself apparent uh, by the end of the test. The top group finishing will be awarded with top marks and also the contents of this box. And it holds up a little uh, locked box and then sets it in front of him. The bottom three groups will all um, be getting failing grades for this exam, so you must pray that your work for the rest of the semester has been good enough to balance that out. You, thinking back to your grades that you've gotten, you've done pretty well. I imagine, like, when you cheat, you don't do the, like, get straight A's mm -hmm. uh, sort of thing. 
you you imagine if you fail this practical, you will not be passing the class. You'd be pretty on the cusp of it. Doesn't matter because I'm not going to fail. I think to myself. Good. Good. <laughs> the professor says, so you may each put your hands above the orb and in, on the count of three, you may put your hands on it and touch it. Uh, so everyone in the room starts, you know, putting their hands above the orb. You see it with a shaky hand. Barty puts his just giant mitt <laughs> right above it. Yeah, I put my hand above above too. Okay. Just kind of wait. I was like, all right, three, two, one, begin. Uh, you put your hand on it at the same time as Barty, whose hand definitely takes up the majority of it. You feel a pull in a spin as the room around you vanishes in a swirl. And then just as quickly as the room disappeared, a new one materializes around you. You, you find yourself standing in a pretty big room with high walls, but no ceiling. The floor is made of grass uh, and, and the walls made of stone. On the far end of the room is a door with a keyhole in the middle. And floating in the center of the room, about 20 feet in the air, are 10 keys, all in their own style and color. Barty kind of looks around. How high up are the keys? 20 feet. 20 feet. And they're just kind of like floating there. Like, mm -hmm. are they moving at all? I mean, very slightly, mm -hmm. you know, like a, like the little kind of hover animation, <laughs> but they're not like zooming around the room by any means. Can I like make out the different shapes of the keys at all? Uh, yeah, you could. Uh, I'd say that's kind of your eye for detail. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, so check to uncover or decipher clues. Three minus one. So, two. <laughs> uh, you know. <laughs> You take a look, and it's it's hard. They're a little far away. You kind of have to squint to, you know, try to make out details. And, yeah, it's just a little too hard to get anything of value from that. Or at least from this far away. Damn. All right, Barty. It's going to be tough, but do you think you could throw me? You could grab those keys. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, what do you think we're supposed to do here? Destroy all the keys? Um, that's a good guess, but I think probably one of the keys opens the door, is my guess, actually. Oh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> of course, of course. Uh, how do you, do you know which key? I have an idea, and I pull out my paper <laughs> with, the, with the key outline on it. <laughs> this is a wild okay. guess. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I, I have a feeling that it might look like this, but, you know, we can't know for sure, so we just kind of have to, we just have to just go for it, I think. How do you know what it looks like already? How do you have that all drawn already? Um, <laughs> you know, one of the other students mentioned that it might look like this, and I just, I, I don't know. I, they could have been bullshitting me. I, I just believe them. You know, it was Alan. <laughs> Alan just, like, gave this information to me. I don't know. He's a weird... Ro roll a deception <laughs> check. Uh, okay, 17 plus... Uh, Whatever, nine, so. Oh, yeah, no, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> of course, of course. Yeah. Yeah, all right, well, if you see that one. Uh, I, yeah, you know, I could try to throw you. Um, I'm pretty light, and you're pretty strong. I think we I think we can just do this. I think we got this. We, you know what, like, this test's so easy. We don't even, like, you know, we don't even need magic, you know? Like, let's, let's, let's save our energy for later. Let's save our magical energy. 
um, I think. I'd have you roll a persuasion check normally, but <laughs> Barty, it, you know, Barty's like, oh yeah. You kind of see him being a little nervous too, so you can tell he doesn't really want to use magic in case right. uh, something bad happens. So yeah, the DC for this that you would need a roll above is literally a one, which is impossible for you to roll below. <laughs> so so he's like, yeah, oh, for sure. Yeah, okay. Uh, and yeah, he's, he'll try to lift you and uh, throw you high enough. I mean, he's like a little over seven feet. How, how tall is Theo? Um, Half elves, I think, are a little shorter than humans normally. Okay. So, so you'd like, probably be in like the short king range, you know, like five, six. Yeah, I'm thinking like five, four. Okay. Okay. Um, so that gives you 12 of the feet. Okay. Also, like I, I want I like I want to position it so, like he's like we're like underneath the keys. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he's yeah. he's gonna, like throwing like straight up. That's okay. how I'm imagining it. Yeah. <laughs> and are you going to try to identify one that looks close to the key that you see, or are you just grabbing as many as you can? Or so okay. So what I'm what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna have him throw me up once, and on that first like toss, I'm just gonna kind of like look very closely at all the keys. Like, I don't know if I can, if I can pull that off, but I was, just, I, I'm like my first though, like I'm gonna like, up, I'm gonna be up close to them and I'm just going to kind of like scan them all. First, I'm going to have him do a strength check to throw you up. I mean, I'm also, I'm guessing I'll do like an acrobatics check maybe. And I'll have you do an acrobatics check. Yeah. Yeah. He's able to toss you up. Uh, and yeah, you roll acrobatics now. I got a one. <laughs> and what's your bonus? Three. <laughs> All right. Uh, as you're thrown up, I'll let you make a perception check as you're kind of in the air. You do get high enough. Okay. So you can make a perception check in the air to kind of take a quick glance at all the keys. 15 plus three is 18. You feel like you get a pretty good look at them as you hang in the air. None of them seem to look like the key you drew. Okay. Do I have time to grab any at random while I'm up there? Certainly not, as you kind of did a bad job as he threw you up and pushed you and you moved a little backwards. So as soon as you kind of get a look and you almost want to reach out, you realize you're moving away from the keys and starting to fall fast. Uh, so okay, I start, you... I start screaming, Barty, I catch me. I, I messed up. <laughs> Barty, uh, I'll let Barty do a reaction. Um, 18. Okay. Fuck. Uh, he turns and like, Oh, I got you, bud. And he, uh, jumps and dives and is able to kind of soften your fall before you were going to take two D six of damage. Instead. Now you take one D six of damage. Okay. So you take four damage. Okay. Barty takes the other D6 of damage as you land on him. <laughs> okay. Uh, so he takes six damage. Uh, but yeah, so instead of you doubling the damage you took, he, he, he took some of it off your plate for you. Okay. Uh, th- hey, thanks. Thanks, man. I I don't know what happened there. I, I got uh, I got distracted. But so bad news, actually. Uh, looks like Alan gave us some bad info. Oh, I don't think any of the keys man. actually matched. So... That means we're just gonna have to we're just gonna have to guess. I I don't know how else we can do this. Like how close together are these keys in the air? Looking at it, you feel like on one jump you probably could grab like three to four of them. What if Barty threw me more like a football? 
fastball special. <laughs> like, just, like, the, the arc of it could, like, pass mm-hmm. through more keys. Yeah, you get the sense doing that would involve him getting a pretty good strength check and also you probably getting a good, like, acrobatics check to, like... Because I imagine just, like, the force of him throwing you while you simultaneously jump off of him, you know, to spring forward. Mm-hmm. So you get the sense, theoretically, you probably could do that if... If he gets a good strength yeah, check and go you're it. able to, okay, fuck yeah, you 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 know set up the angle uh, and you're like, okay, <laughs> yeah, let's go. I, I explain my plan to him, be like, okay, so Barty, we're gonna try to grab as many keys as we can with one throw, you know, because I want to be quick with this. And yeah, of and course. I think if you throw yeah. me, like, like like you're throwing a joust through the air, I like imagine I'm the joust. <laughs> I think we can do this. I think we can we can get quite a few. He looks at you. Realizing you know nothing about jousting. <laughs> <laughs> was I, oh, you mean just like kind of putting, you know, forward pressure is what you mean. Got it. Yeah. On an angle. <laughs> cool. Yeah, I can do that. Yep. All right. He will make a strength check and I need you to do an acrobatics check. Oh my God. I got a, I got a six total. Six total? <laughs> Dude, you're so trash. I know. <laughs> Your rolls are so bad. Uh, he got a 20 on his strength. I hope though. I die so in this first room. <laughs> Just falling. So I'll say you don't get nearly as far as you'd want. You're able to like kind of run into three of the keys before you start falling. For the first three keys that are going to kind of be easy for you to hit, I just need you to roll a dexterity check okay uh yeah i got 12 plus 3 15 yeah easy enough to grab three you do feel like you could reach out um and maybe grab one to two more depending on you know how well you do on this next roll but it also would involve you kind of laying out and it's probably gonna hurt when you hit the ground okay i'm gonna go for it okay uh roll another we'll we'll say yeah roll another dexterity check okay uh 16 yeah, uh, with a 16, you are able to grab two more. So you have five keys total. You do hit the ground <laughs> uh, pretty hard face first. Okay. And take 12 points of damage. Oh, okay. So I'm at 16 wounds. That's almost half my health. <laughs> it's fine. Which side did you grab them from? Like when you came in, you are facing one way and saw the 10 keys. From where you teleported, was it coming from the right side or the left side to grab the keys? Um, right side. Okay, cool. So going right to left. Got it. Yeah. I stand up, give Barty the thumbs up, and hold like hold out the five keys I got with like a bunch of dirt on my face. I'm like I'm like visibly like really kind of fucked up. Mm-hmm. I yell over to him like, I'm feeling lucky, <laughs> and I I run over to the the door, and I guess I just. One by one, I start testing out the keys on the door. Uh, so, so, so you have five of the keys. You're just trying them at random. Um, yep. <laughs> a roll a d10. Okay. I got ten. Uh, yeah. You put in the key, turn it, and you see the key just dissolve into dust, and that dust starts to spread out uh, behind you and starts to like form into some sort of figure. Oh my god. Uh, and 
<laughs> and standing behind you, uh, you see what looks to almost be like a winged creature, almost devil-like. Roll Arcana. Roll an Arcana check. I got a five plus minus one four. <laughs> Yeah, you, a uh, little dust devil, uh, you know, who knows? Yep. <laughs> Art, uh, the dust devil, oh gosh. And yeah, it looks like it has the intent to kill. <laughs> All right. Uh, I need you to roll initiative. <laughs> okay. Or you can keep trying the keys if you want. I mean, you need to roll initiative either way. Uh, 14 total. 14. Uh, you act first in combat. So it's standing probably about 10 feet away from you. You're by the door. Uh, Barty's probably on the other side of it so has Barty realized what's happened yeah he probably is the one that like pointed and was like yo uh, look out <laughs> and that's when you turned around and saw you know fully uh, what it had formed into so I'm debating just like shoving the other four keys in quickly and just risking it to like if we could just get out before mm -hmm. before we get into the fight I mean we already are in the fight but like you know what I mean yeah. What do you what do you think of that idea? Uh, it's certainly something you could try. <laughs> okay. I mean, I guess how would that work now that we're like we're in combat? Like, would that be like my action? Uh, it would take it would take your action to try to open it, uh, to use a key. Yeah. I'm gonna pick a second key. <laughs> okay. Uh, this time, uh, now that you only have four keys, I need you to roll a d8. If you're just picking at random, yeah, roll a d8. I wish I knew a way to not pick at random, but I feel like I don't. <laughs> You would get the sense that the way to not pick at random would be to be a wizard. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I got an eight. Come on, like, I got a ten and eight. Like, that has to be good rolls, right? Unfortunately, it doesn't seem to have much to do with uh, <laughs> if they're high rolls. Oh, you'd think, you'd think it'd work like that. The key turns, turns into dust. And another uh, little devil thing seems to start to form. It's not fully formed yet, though. Uh, you still have your movement and a bonus action if you'd like. Okay, can I, I can I use my bonus action to do a third key? I would say because turning a key is a pretty small thing, <laughs> uh, you could use cunning action. Because if you, yeah, if you can use cunning action to like run twice as far or to hide behind something, I think you could use it to turn a key. <laughs> okay, as well. So yeah, so I'll I'll allow that. I'll yeah. use my bonus action for a third key. Okay, uh, roll a d6 this time. A three. It fades into dust. Okay. <laughs> and you see another uh, little devil being formed. I, I, sh I shout over to Barty, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> the th three keys didn't work. We, we still got two left, though. <laughs> there are still five in the air as well. But yeah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, next up is the dust... Uh, I guess, you, uh, whatever. It doesn't really matter if you, the player, knows it. The dust method is up. It is going to move towards you and with its long claws take a slash at you. So it is going to roll 14 to hit. No, 15. Sweet. So you're able to kind of just dodge to the side of it. Yeah. And the other two don't go because they were still forming, right? Correct. Yeah, they seem to be forming, so it seems like the next round they will be up. Okay. You know, so depending also what they rolled for their initiative, uh, will will determine when they act. But yeah, as far as this round, no, they will not be acting. All right, I, sh I shout over to Barty. Let it rip, Barty. We're in trouble. <laughs> we need we need we need some good powerful magic. <laughs> he seems nervous, 
but knows he needs to answer the call, <laughs> he is going to cast Chromatic Orb. So yeah, uh, he uh, holds out uh, his hand and you see like a green energy ball starting to form in it. And he tosses it out at the dust method that's right in front of you. So I'm I'm envisioning like like three of these things like all kind of like right next to each other. Is that accurate? Yeah. I'll go. And which one does he aim at? He's aiming at the one that attacked you. Okay. Yeah, he throws it and it hits. It is not a failure. It doesn't seem like any wild magic is burning from it. And he does 3d8 of damage. Nice. 13 damage. And it kills it. <laughs> no. Okay. Uh, it does seem pretty hurt, though. Okay. He kind of looks surprised at him being able to successfully <laughs> pull it off. Uh, nice one, Barty. Like, I knew you could do it. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> That's Barty's turn. Next up is technically the Dust Method, who then fully forms. Doesn't have time to act, but on this round uh, is the round that they form. And they, they are fully materialized. And then we go to the next one uh, at, at the top of the order, technically. So it's technically the next round, but this one's still forming. The second one forms as well. And now it's up to you. Okay. Um, use my action to try a fourth key. <laughs> All right. Roll the D4. Uh, I got a one. It turns to dust and uh, you see another <laughs> dust method start to form. Oh, no. All right. Uh, you might as well use my bonus action for the, the fifth key and just pray that we got one of we had a 50-50 shot, <laughs> I guess. All right. Uh, one key left. Uh, you turn it and it clicks open. You did, in fact, in your grasp of... Um, uh, the, the right key was on the right half. Oh, let's go. <laughs> so, uh, it clicks open and it seems like the doors are unlocked. Okay. Are the, are the dust monsters still there? Yes, they are very much still there. Okay. Well, can I, can I see into the next room at all? Like, what does it look like? I mean, you can try to push the door open quickly. Oh, so it's not then... open yet. I thought it was open. Uh, like so it seems unlocked but the door did not like swing open or anything you just it didn't turn into dust and you heard like a click and it seems okay. yeah, it seems unlocked I, I yell over to Barty I, I got the door I think we gotta make a, a break for it we should just leave these dust bunnies behind <laughs> alright so you are uh, trying to push open the door and run out can I do that I'd say with your movement I'll, I'll like to kind of just like run into the door and push through it, that would count as a move, but you probably have like half as much movement. Okay, yeah, I guess I run to the door. So uh, you start pushing the door with your shoulder and moving forward. You're able to open it and get like into the next room, not enough to close it. And obviously Barty's not in yet. Uh, You moving forward though will provoke an attack of opportunity from the dust method who gets to kind of slap at your back as you try to run away. Okay. Uh, so that's an 11, so that'll miss. Yep. It is the Dust Mephit's turn. So you you get past, you're on the other side of the door. The Dust Mephit, who first attacked you, is up. It is going to, again, move move towards you and slash you with its claws. It is now in the second room with you. Oh, God. Uh, fucking terrible roll. Eight. Yep, miss. <laughs> so that'll, it'll miss, but it is in the room with you. That is its turn. Yeah, Barty will just start 
running, I guess. Yeah, I, I yeah, I, I want him to just make a break for it if he can. He will have to pass through, like by two of the fully formed dust methods. I believe in him. Uh, which will yeah provoke attack. So the first one, that's a hit. So he gets slashed in the back once, keeps running, uh, and is able to kind of dodge under the other one. Uh, and he gets up to you and the dust method, and it kind of like looks like, what do you want me to do? <laughs> and you get the sense he's essentially asking, should he attack this guy yeah. or just close the yeah, door? Yeah, I, I tell him, I tell him, I, I say the door, get the door. <laughs> you got the himbo holding the door. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, he uh, starts closing the door. Um, you see the dust methods starting to like run towards it. And as soon as they close, you just hear like scraping against the other end. It doesn't seem like they have the ability to get in at the moment. Okay. Uh, but you do still have one on this side of the door with you. Yeah. How is this going to work for me as a rogue? Do I just like make a, I don't, I don't think I can really do anything special here. Do I just make an attack like with my dagger or my quarters? I have a quarter staff, right? Yeah, well, you have a quarter staff and daggers. Uh, the daggers could allow you to do sneak attack. But I think, I think he has to be distracted or not face me for that, right? Or something. You could use your insightful fighting to try to like look for a weakness by using an insight check. So I'll make an insight, insight check? Yeah. Um, oh, I got a 19 minus one, I believe. So 18. Oh, no, sorry, plus three, 22. He rolled on deception a natural 20, but has plus zero charisma. <laughs> <laughs> so you actually, despite his stupid good roll, wait. Do I? I thought I thought a natural twenty like always succeeds. That's only for attacks. Oh, yeah. okay. That's only for attacks. It, it can't be for stuff like this because then you could be like, I want to jump to the moon. Right. right. <laughs> I rolled the natural twenty. I get to jump to the moon. So yeah, it's not it's not always a success. Okay. The the total number is what matters for skill checks. Okay. So yeah, so twenty two beats a twenty. That means I can do my sneak attack. <laughs> you uh, yeah, you get sneak attack. Then I will do my sneak attack, which is says I can do an extra 1d6 of damage. So at, at fifth level, which you are, you get 3d6 added to your damage. So you get the dagger attack, then 3d6 added onto it. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm going to, yeah, I'll use my dagger and with the sneak attack. Okay. Yeah. So first off, roll roll the hit. So you roll. Oh, right. I have to do that. Uh, yeah. So roll the hit. Uh, I got a 15. Is that Do I add anything to that? You had your dex and your proficiency bonus. So I think your dex is three, proficiency is three, so plus six to that. Okay, so 21. 21. Yeah, 21 definitely hits. So now you can roll a d4. Yep, so... I, and then three d6s. I got a one plus four plus five plus five. So I got a 15 total. Cool. And then you actually also get to add plus three more because you get to add your decks to the damage too so that's 18 total damage uh fuck yeah that's a nice hit <laughs> uh you slash your dagger across uh his face and just it explodes into dust i need you to make a constitution saving throw okay uh-oh five total yeah uh you can't see oh no <laughs> it seems like uh, dust gets all in your eyes and tears start falling down and you you are struggling to see okay <laughs> um through the tears i say we got it barty um i can't see though i'm blind i'm blind i guess <laughs> i got dust in my eyes i don't know i start, pa I start panicking i start panicking actually <laughs> 
Okay. <laughs> like unintentionally, this is real panic. <laughs> yeah, like I start having like a fucking like like breakdown. Yeah, as you start breathing heavy and freaking out, you just hear, hey, 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 man, it's it's okay. Hey, it'll only be a little bit here, here. And he seems to be like pouring some water over your eyes, <laughs> trying to get like the dust all off of it. Uh, hey, it's okay, man. It'll, it'll be okay. No, no need to worry. We're 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 doing great. We we got through that room great. <laughs> uh, you can hear the uncertainty in his voice, but he, he seems to be doing his best to try to comfort you. And yeah, after about a minute, you feel like between the help from Barty, you know, pouring water on it and just, you know, time helping subside it, the, the dust goes away and you blink open and you can see again. I want to use my, my handkerchiefs as well. Yeah. <laughs> you you wipe the water and dust off with your handkerchief. I'd be like, all right, sorry uh, for freaking out there. We we did a good job. I think we actually made it through the room really quick. You know, we, we, uh, we managed to avoid a lot of the fighting. And uh, yeah, good good job, man. You, you did great with your magic too. Hey, uh, yeah, thank thank you. Let's uh, you know, let's keep going though. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so this room seems sort of similar in how it's built to the other. Uh, there is a door on the other end, no keyhole on it, but at the top does seem to be like an orb that is unlit. You you look above the door that you just walk through, and you can see an orb that is lit, and and. You get the sense that there there must be something to that. In the center of the room is what looks like a stone structure, almost like a humanoid structure, probably about as tall as Barty, and it's just standing there seeming to wait for something. Uh, I'm getting the vibe that this thing's going to like come to life if we approach it. Yeah, that would make sense. I mean, why else would it be this right? <laughs> hey, hey, bro, I'm just I'm just saying it, Barty. You don't have to be, you don't have to give me sass, man. Like, come on. <laughs> Sass, what? Uh, and as you look at Barty, you can tell that he did not mean to give you sass. <laughs> he is just so earnest right, that it comes off as sassiness. Don't worry about it. Um, yeah, I'm trying to. I don't know. I feel like we're gonna just have to fight this thing. I don't. I don't know if there's like a way we can avoid it this time. I don't know. Like, is there anything else in the room that I can see? Or is this, this is literally it? It's just this guy. Yeah, this is just it. Okay. And based on the notes you had seen, you know, this was the main note uh, about it is like uh, the shield guardian that absorbs magic types that they're attacked with. Right, right, right. Causing them to become resistant. Okay. Uh, I, I, actually, I'm going to remember that. I'm going to say that to Barty. Barty, I know Alan was wrong last time, but he gave me some other information that it might be worth a shot. You know, Alan told me that like any magic we use against this will become resistant to that magic. To interpret that correctly, does that mean like, could we use magic and it would like work the first time and then like it become resistant? Or do I know that? Is that like, is that, is that how I'm interpreting it? No, that would be the assumption you would make. Yeah. Okay. So basically I'm gonna tell the bard, be like, so we can use magic, but he'll become resistant to it after. So we can't use the same spell more than once. I think I'm gonna play it safe. I'm gonna let you handle the magic and I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do the, I wanna get in your way. So you have more options. I'm just going to use my dagger because it worked out pretty well last time. You can make an arcana check real quick, too. Oh, on on the stone golem? More on, like, how magic works. Okay, I got an 11 minus 1, so I got a 10. Okay, 10. That's enough because it's pretty rudimentary stuff. You would also know, like, things are usually resistant to their own magic type, but then also there will often be weaknesses depending on that magic type. So certain things will be 
if it's resistant to one thing, it'll more likely take more damage from another. Oh, okay. Would that be like if it's resistant to fire, it would take more damage from ice or other way around? Certainly assumptions, yeah, you can make. Okay, I'm, I guess I'll I'll pass the information on to Barty under the guise of Alan gave this to me. Yeah. <laughs> what, I, what I'd say with a 10 is like, and you're obviously not a huge enough idiot to not know that sort of thing in the university setting. With a 10, you would know that that'll often be the case, but you wouldn't necessarily know everything's like matchups, right? You wouldn't know all the Pokemon yeah. uh, <laughs> matchups for it, just that they do exist. I guess I'll just advise Barty to, you know, you trust his gut, you know, remember the, the burning bush <laughs> and the ice and try to, you know, alternate spells. Wow. It's almost like I planned all that, <laughs> but I actually didn't. No, I know you didn't. Cool part. <laughs> <laughs> Not even a little bit, but, but I'll take the fucking credit. Um, okay, cool. Are you going to attack first or have him attack first? How do you want to go about it? I'm going to kind of like slink around the side of the room and try to get behind it. Okay. Assuming it doesn't, you know, just like wake up immediately. And um, yeah, I'm going to like sneak up behind it and then like, I guess I try to initiate combat by stabbing it, assuming it's not awake yet. Yeah, make a stealth check. Okay. Um, I got a total of 17. You are able to kind of go on the far end of the room out of what you would assume its vision cone is and kind of walk up behind it, stepping lightly as to not... Uh... Actually, hold on. Before before I stab it, could I attempt to time something with Barty? Like, he casts a spell the same time I stab it. Is that, like, a thing I could do, or is that too much? You could be, you know, have, like, a countdown, like, three, two, one. Okay, so I'm, I'm behind it right now. I'm assuming he hasn't woken up yet. Yeah, you were able to step lightly enough and then get behind it unnoticed. I'm just going to yell over to Barty and be like, let's let's hit this thing at the same time. You know, let's try to get two attacks in at once on the count of three. I guess I count down. I try to, you know, account for whatever hang time, whatever spell he's going to be casting and uh, time my, <laughs> yeah. my stab with that. Uh, you see he's going with the chromatic orb again. This time, the sphere seems to be like orangish red it seems like uh there's some like flames coming off of it okay and yeah he forms it waits for you to count down and tosses it (laughs) um it misses as you start to bring your sword down and it also triggers a wild magic surge (laughs) okay okay what happens to that (laughs) he has to roll a d100 oh sick I have curiosity. What's like the worst thing that could happen with wild magic? Did he just like die? That's a good question. I, it's a it's a very wide range of things, obviously, right? I'm not a hundred percent familiar with everything on here. There are a lot of good things. Yeah, on I'm here I'm excited. Too. This this is a good thing. I think. Yeah. I mean, there's one. Yeah, there's one. You cast fireball as a third level spell centered on yourself, mm. which is bad. Yeah, that seems bad. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty bad you cast confusion centered on yourself yeah, certainly some some that could be pretty bad but also some that aren't terrible i'm excited where how this pans out all right <laughs> he rolled a 40 which is you regained 
2d10 hit points oh perfect so so he heals which is actually good because he had taken some damage yeah i wish he would have healed me actually because i'm the one that's yeah that, dead. <laughs> that would have been pretty rad uh so yeah he shoots this ball it flies past the enemy uh you are still dedicated to your attack mm-hmm. so you don't you don't get to pull off of that and then you see just this like white light shine around barty and uh all the kind of like scrapes that had got on him or like the yeah the scrapes that had gone on him from you landing on him earlier and him getting slashed by the dust method vanish and he is full hp uh you can roll your attack now okay do i have to just do a do i still have to like do a normal like ac check or do i uh so yeah you you would roll a d20 and add six i don't get like a higher bonus because like he's supposed to even like awake I guess this is, uh, th- yeah, this is, you have advantage. So you get to roll twice and take the higher. Okay, okay. First roll. Okay. I got a 17 plus six. So I'm assuming they hit 23. Yeah. 23 hits. Okay. And then do I do my sneak attack? Mm-hmm. Okay. So first is a four. Okay. I got a four. Six, two, two. So I got a total of 14. You said I had three to that? Mm-hmm. So 17, I guess. You get a nice slash on its back. It does. I, also, I, I want to say, I'm not slashing. I'm stabbing. Stabbing. Okay. <laughs> of course, a backstab. <laughs> Who did I think I was talking to? Damn. Uh, <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> you get a nice backstab into him. It, it does seem like he takes damage from it, certainly, but uh, maybe you, you can tell cert- not nearly as much damage as it would do to something that wasn't made out of metal. Mm, are you saying maybe I should use my quarter uh, staff instead? I, I don't know about that necessarily. You you would get the sense in general that like physical damage this sort of thing might just be a little tougher. Okay. I noticed that Barty missed horribly and I, I just say, don't worry about it. <laughs> I, I, mine was good. <laughs> as, as you get the stab into his back, the guardian starts to raise up its head snaps into position and turns slowly towards you i need you to roll initiative um total of 21 barty is actually second and this thing is third all right you are up what do you want to do so i guess i make an attempt at a sneak attack again do i have to like is that the uh the insight i could use the insightful fighting yep, yep. insight check against deception mm-hmm. um oh i got a 15 plus 3, 18. Yeah, you, uh, he got a 13 total. So you uh, succeed. So you do get to add your sneak attack if you get a hit. So yeah, roll roll to hit. Oh, wow. I'm getting good rolls. I got a 17 plus, uh, was it 3 or 6? Plus 6? Uh, plus 6, 23. yeah. That hits. All right. <laughs> All that bad rolling early on is finally paying off. Yeah. 15 plus 3, 18. Nice. Yeah, you get a nice uh, little stab in the front, obviously, stab. Sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, yeah, uh, still seems pretty hardy and healthy, yep. but there are some dents in them now. So wait, was doing the sneak attack, is that my bonus action to do that? Uh, to use insightful fighting. So yeah, right. in order for you to have gotten that uh, sneak attack, you needed to use your bonus action. So yeah, you've used your action, you've used your bonus action. You could move, but if you move away from him he gets to attack yeah, him. so I'll, I'll just stay because like because i'm like he's between me and barty right mm-hmm. yeah so that makes me feel safe like barty can't hit me maybe <laughs> all right 
All right. Uh, Barty seeming a little embarrassed by his last tech, seems to be casting a bigger, better spell. He's going to use Scorching Ray. You see fire coming from his hand again. The way Scorching Ray works is he gets to throw three rays of fire uh, and hurl them at a target within range. So he's going to hurl all three at uh, this enemy. Okay. So he has to make attack rolls for them. Yeah, it hits. Uh, you see the first like Scorching Ray hit the back of uh, this guardian and then uh, it like gets pushed forward a bit and then you see just fire kind of like wrap around its bodies and go into its eye sockets and they just kind of like glow looking down at you. Okay. The second one is a miss but will not spark wild magic. And the third is a hit. It seems the to be more resistant to it than it was on the first hit. So it takes less damage. Okay. Wait, what's the chance of doing wild magic each time? Depending on his state, it changes. Uh, at least how I'm kind of homebrewing it right now. Is he still anxious? Yeah, he's still he's still a little anxious. So originally, it was essentially a 10% chance. Mm -hmm. And then after watching your freak out, now it's a 15% chance. Oh, cool. <laughs> so uh, on a one through three right now is uh, what will trigger his wild magic. Okay. Uh, Shield Guardian's up. I'm guessing it's going to attack me. It is going to attack you. I sure hope it doesn't kill me in one hit. <laughs> first is a 17 to hit. What do you mean first? <laughs> oh, yeah. He, he gets a multi-attack. <laughs> All right. Yeah, 17 hits. You take seven points of bludgeoning damage. Okay, wait. Actually, I can use my, my cunning dodge or whatever, right? My uncanny dodge. Yes, to half that. So you can take... Uh, you always round up, so you can take four. Okay, so that's my reaction to do that. Cool. So I took four, so I'm at 20 wounds. The other's a 14 to hit, so that'll actually miss you because you're at a 15, right? Like, how's he attacking me? Is he, like, punching me? Yeah, just... I'm calm. <laughs> yeah, so one hits you across, uh, like, the edge of your nose because you're able to move back. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, so you get a little bit of a bloody nose, but you didn't take a full hit to the head, and the other you're able to to uh, duck behind. Uh, he does seem to... Some of the uh, scrapes along his front do seem to kind of close up a bit. It does seem like he is has some regenerative capabilities. Oh, great. Uh, that is his turn. So back to the top of the order, so you are up. After taking that hit, I'm like at less than half health officially now. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm going to start freaking out even more. <laughs> Okay. I'm I'm just I was gonna start panicking like Barty, I think I'm gonna actually I'm gonna actually die. I've I'm <laughs> oh my god, I've never been this hurt in my life. I'm <laughs> I'm scared, man. <laughs> but Barty does not well, let's see. <laughs> and Barty does not take this well. He's <laughs> like, so, oh, oh yeah, yeah, I got you, I got you, don't worry. No, don't worry about me. Just focus on killing the monster. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, of course, no, 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 don't worry. Party, you need you need to hit him. You can't keep missing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. Okay. Um, yeah, after, after 20%. After, <laughs> what'd you say? It's 20%. Okay. <laughs> okay, yeah. After saying all that, I um, wipe the blood off my, my nose and make my attack. Okay. And I'll do, uh, you know, the insightful fighting again. Cool. Make an insight check. Oh, another good roll. 16 plus 3 is going to be 19. Yeah, that beats him. All right. I go for a hit. My hit is 
Not good. Three plus six, so only a nine. Uh, nine will glance off. Oh, actually, oh, actually, okay. So the way Insightful Fighting works is it works for a minute against your target. So you actually didn't need to do it on this target a second time. So if you would like to use your bonus action to like disengage and oh, move away from him, <laughs> uh, you could do that and you wouldn't uh, take an attack of opportunity. Or you could like dash away, which would give a chance that he attacks you, but you can move really fucking far away from him where he probably wouldn't be able to hit you next turn. I'm guessing I can't hide. How does hide work? You can hide behind something. Pretty much the only place you could really hide would be like behind Barty. Right. <laughs> I guess I'll, I'm going to try to disengage from him and like move closer to Barty. Okay. Yeah. You're able to get, I mean, Barty is probably like 20 feet from you. You can move 30 feet. You could move to Barty or like past him a bit. Yeah. I'm going to like move a little bit behind Barty and be like, okay. Do like, Oh my God, Barty, help me. <laughs> yeah, you uh, get behind Barty and he's like, oh, yeah, I got this. We're going to do a big one. <laughs> Barty is going to cast Chromatic Orb, remembering the lesson that you had mentioned of casting the cold on the fire bush. He's going to cast a Chromatic Orb at a third level. All right, that's an 18 to hit. So it hits. He does not fuck up. He does not... Uh, accidentally <laughs> turn you into a goat or anything. Okay, that's um, good. And, and yeah, he gets to do 5d8 of damage. Ooh. Kill him in one hit, Barty. And it does seem to be extra effective as it is cold damage against fire. It hits hard. Uh, he does a total of 36 damage. Nice. Uh, it is still alive. <laughs> but uh, it, it definitely seems pretty fucking hurt. Okay. And now it is its turn. It take it. You see uh, its eyes turn to uh, a piercing blue and it runs up towards Barty and takes two big ass swings at him. Uh, first is an 11. So that'll actually miss Barty. Second is a 19. So that'll fuck Barty shit up. Barty takes 10 damage, but he had healed. So he's actually, he would be looking pretty bad, but his wild magic actually helping him. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, Barty takes the two hits. He's still up, looking looking a little hurt, though. Uh, back to the top of the order. You are up. Uh, and the thing does seem to heal a bit, but not fully or anything All right, like going that. for another another sneak attack. I got 22 total. Yeah, that'll hit. So that is 13 plus 3, 16. Yeah, I, I stab him again. Uh, it seems like it does a little bit of damage. And then I will use my bonus action... To, to hide properly behind Barty. <laughs> okay. And just and, and, and just start like cowering. Yeah, roll a stealth check. A stealth check? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's going to be an 18 plus 3, 21. Yeah, you, uh, you know, Barty's pretty easy to hide behind and almost like Barty doesn't know where you are for a second. Okay. <laughs> if, it, if it wasn't for your quivering, uh, like against his back leg, I imagine, like he wouldn't know. Yeah, I am in the fetal position. Yeah. <laughs> I yell at him, use a different spell, different element. I don't know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I need, uh, what, I'll, what I'll have you do as you roll that, roll a d6 and uh, re-roll on a two. Five. Five. <laughs> okay. Uh, you see his, it seems to turn a sickly uh, greenish color. You would guess that that means poison. Uh, and he throws it at the guardian. Okay. 
it hits the guardian full on, but it doesn't seem like the guardian is hurt by it at all. Uh, its eyes do turn green. You, you you would make the assumption that this Barty, guardian he's made of might stone. have an immunity to poison. You can't. Well, you said use a different element. I, I, well, not poison. Oh, sorry, sorry. It's 25% now. <laughs> on, a, on a five or lower, uh, yeah, it will be a wild magic surge. Oh my God, we're going to die. The guardian is up. It does not know where you are. <laughs> so it will make its attacks at Barty again. How's Barty looking? Is he doing all right still? He's doing fine. He's doing all right. That heal helped him a lot. Yeah. <laughs> if he had not been healed, and he seems like a hardier guy than even you. He better be. Just, yeah. <laughs> it's a pretty high constitution score. So he seems hardier than you in certain ways. So had it not been for the heal, he actually probably would be pretty fucked up right now. But uh, the first one hits Barty for eight damage. And the second punch uh, also hits Barty. Barty, you know you can dodge, right? That time for only seven damage. All right, so he takes 15 damage. Oh, no. uh, now he's looking not great. Okay. That's... He's looking about as bad as you. Oh, fuck. Oh, God. All right. Uh, you are up. You are completely hidden from this thing. Um, so uh, because of that, if you do pop out, you will get advantage on the attack. Yeah, I'm going to pop out like between his legs and just like shoot out like 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 a like a like a snake mm -hmm. so uh yeah i'm rolling to hit uh 17 total that'll just hit okay i'm i'm going for the kill with this one. i'm going right you know right in there so that was a total of 17 plus 3 20 damage it's pretty good it is still up damn it is starting to look noticeably cracked and dented and moving a little more jaggedy. It, it is definitely hurting pretty bad. I'm, I'm going to go hide behind him again then. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'd say to hide behind him, you would need to step five feet out from the enemy, which would mean that they get an attack of opportunity on you. Oh, uh, I guess. So if you, if you want to get away without with guarantee not getting hit, you could use a bonus action, but you wouldn't be able to hide. Okay. I guess I'll just, I'll disengage just to, back off a little bit again okay so you disengage and then move behind barty like a shield yeah <laughs> got it come on Barty, uh, finish him i feel like we're close yeah don't use poison don't use fire don't use ice use anything else oh, 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 okay um he is going to dig deep in the well here use his last third level spell i want to see some wild magic he's gonna cast lightning bolt okay sweet a seven which he needs to roll a five or lower so near, near the range but no wild magic and he casts lightning bolt so yeah you see along the room a massive stroke of lightning just shoots from his hands and goes all the way across the room through this massive uh structure it needs to make a dex saving throw uh of which is dex is pretty shit yeah, that's a fail. It fails. So it takes 8d6 lightning damage. Oh, that's got to kill him. It had 30 health left, uh, and this did 31. Perfect. <laughs> so just hands out. You see it tries to absorb the lightning for a second, but it's just too much. Uh, its head starts to shudder and just cracks and explodes. Stone and rock, uh, uh, stone and wood to go in all directions. You kind of 
shield behind Barty to make sure nothing hits you. And Barty's just standing there breathing heavily. And you see the light at the uh, above the door at the other side of the room, the, the orb there light up and the door creak open. Sweet. So yeah, at this point, like I'm totally leaning into the, like trying to make Barty more panicked because I want him to use more wild magic. So I, I'd be like, oh, that was good, Barty. But he took off my thumb. And I do like the thumb magic trick where it looks like you're taking your thumb off. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm going to say it's a 30 and like uh, roll, roll, uh, roll, roll sleight of hand. Yep. I guess it's going to be a 14 plus nine. So 23. Okay. Yeah. He falls for it and it like kind of panics him for a second. So I'm going to have him roll a wild magic surge okay. for it. Okay, he uh, is able to breathe through it and does not spur one. And I'll be like, "It's okay though. I'll, I'll I'll make it." But you know, we should we should try to be more careful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Good job though, buddy. Let's let's let's, let's, let's get going. And I I hop on his back. <laughs> Carry me. <Yeah. laughs> I'm not feeling so okay. good. So what I'll say, uh, it seems to panic him some more. From a mechanical perspective, uh, the main way you have to heal would either be, you know, healing potion, healing spells, of which you do not have healing potions, you do not have magic. You don't know, I guess, if Barty has any healing spells. Mm -hmm. The other way is a short rest. So you can take a little bit of time and use what's called hit die to get health back. Uh, The downside is obviously this will add time. Um, which could hurt you in the challenge. Yeah, no, we're gonna press on. So, okay, yeah, you you press on. You move through this door, and I I, I am on his shoulders. Yeah, <laughs> he seems to be carrying you enough. Because I I'm kind of like leaning to the fact that like I need him to help me. But I'm not really that bad. Yeah, but you know, you move forward, and uh, this room is smaller, still si- similar to the others, but. Uh, a much smaller room still with grass flooring and high walls. And and you see there is a table with a blue vial in the center. At the far end, instead of big doors that swing open, there just seems to be a, a fair amount of blue fire that is blocking the pathway ahead. On the table is a vial and a note. Uh, as you walk up, you just see the note says, decide which of you should move forward. What do you think this means, Barty? Uh, maybe we need to throw the liquid vial on the fire because they're both blue. It's not, yeah. not a bad idea. That seems it. <laughs> and he starts reaching for it. Well, let's not be so hasty, though. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. Sorry. sorry. It's, but the, the, the note says decide who can go forward. So I feel like that means maybe one of us has to drink it and like can pass through the fire is my guess. Mm. But I don't know. Maybe we just have to throw it. Who knows? I don't know what check this would be. Kind of like dig deep in my mind f- from class. If this rings a bell, this this kind of potion or liquid, does this uh, remind me of anything? Yeah, roll, roll, uh, roll. We'll say Arcana check. Okay. Ooh, natural twenty. Yeah, you've certainly learned about different potions that can cause resistance and immunity even to certain types of damage. You remember a handful of lectures that you have paid attention to. You know, talking about all the different great uses of them it almost seemed like you know like consumable items are good <laughs> you know that, that seemed to be the lesson of it is use your consumable items that's it uh <laughs> no what you would assume is like 
given the nature of this room, uh, you don't necessarily recognize what kind of like fire this is or what kind of potion this is, but you know, you know that there are potions that can give you resistance and immunities to certain types of elements. Right. So you're, you're with a 20 and just your general character's intelligence, you would just assume that the idea of this is to force the pair to decide who should move forward for the honor or who is better suited to move forward and all that. Is the last room like the, is that the final room after this? Uh, from, from the notes you read, yeah, the last, the last room is the pyramid room with the pedestal at the top. Hmm. I really want us both to go through, though. Can you describe the door again to me? So is, is it like, there's a door, and, like, in front of the door, there's, like, fire? Like, just kind of, like... Yeah. Uh, if, if you want to... Yeah, you can walk up a little closer. You don't even need to do, like, a perception for this. You can just see. It seems to be, like, the doorway is almost like a five-foot pathway, and there is blue fire going throughout all of it. Five foot wide or tall? Seven feet tall. It would be five foot wide and five foot long too like it's like just a five foot pathway oh you, you have to walk five feet through the fire yeah okay and it like it seems like this fire is like magical in nature so like it's not like actual normal fire like it's like blue magic fire or something yeah it seems it seems magical in nature hmm Barty. so i'm pretty sure i remember my notes this this potion here can make us resistant to magic or to this magic fire but there's only one. You think what I'm thinking? Well, look, I, you know, you haven't really used any spells, so you're probably a lot fresher than I am. And whatever's out there, you'll be better suited for it than me because I've used a lot of my spells. You're not wrong, Brody. I, I definitely do have a lot of my spells. I have all my spells left, actually. <laughs> but, Barty, you know, you, we're a team, and I want us to, to see this through together. And before I say anything, there's no, like, spell that could, like, increase this by any amount is there like 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 grow it in size or like duplicate it or anything like that doesn't exist i'm assuming a hundred percent it exists oh does barty know it i'm I'm just i'm just suggested to barty like barty is there any chance that like that you know a spell that could like increase that could that could increase the amount of uh of blue liquid here so we we could both drink enough do you you remember that from class because i i think i was sick that day i don't know if you might remember though i don't know that spell uh, there's enlarge which is a spell and he kind of starts to look bashful it's like i accidentally did it once as a magic i don't know if you notice but sometimes these just like surges come out from me i try to hide it pretty well um, actually i hadn't noticed at all but so i think you're doing a good job <laughs> but yeah one one time i uh had one of those things and made my baby brother like who who you know was one at the time i made him like 10 feet tall so i I don't really know how to do it or how to control it wow you know what i know the spell exists though if you know it party i think we have to try it i don't know i don't know how else we can do this because i feel like our only other option is like to split what's there between us and i know we're both not looking so hot so i feel like it might not be enough if we if we half it so i think i think you gotta try it I, i believe in you barty uh yeah, uh, okay. Um, yeah. I need you to, uh, this is gonna sound weird, but I just, I, I need you to yell at me a little bit, okay? <laughs> you might want to stand back. <laughs> okay. I hop off his shoulders. <laughs> I'm close to lock <laughs> The whole time you've been like off his shoulders. <laughs> all right, I'll be like, all right. Yeah, you uh, gracefully get off his shoulders. All right, Barty. How do you want me to yell at you? What do you, like, just yell your name? <laughs> 
whatever makes sense. Okay. I just I just scream at him and be like, Barty, don't fuck this up. <laughs> Come on, you can do it. Please. Uh, <laughs> roll a roll intimidation. Okay, cool. Ooh. Uh seven plus th- four. Eleven. Eleven. Okay. Alright. <laughs> you rolled low enough for a magic surge. Um cool. he seems like he's casts like a little cantrip as you yell at him uh to try to help it fail <laughs> almost uh and it seems to uh so he will roll all right you know what? maybe this can help us in some other way who knows <laughs> uh around him you see a spectral shield starts to hover <laughs> okay spinning around him it seems like it may give him a bonus to ac and immunity to the spell magic missile <laughs> give him immunity to blue fire <laughs> you don't know okay could i make a check to, to maybe know uh sure you can roll arcana i got a six total yeah you don't know <laughs> all right so so he he failed at casting enlarge and instead just mm-hmm. cast this magic shield around him yeah uh Barty, i don't i don't know what you just did there but you have a shield around you it looks like i don't I don't think that was enlarge. Do you know what you just cast? Do you know what? Well, I don't know how to cast enlarge. It's just sometimes I can do random spells when I do the wild magic. I, uh, oh, that's what we uh, were doing. I thought yeah. you knew it. <laughs> no, I don't know it. I <laughs> I only know these other spells. Oh, I thought he actually do it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like a blue shield, a spectral shield. It sounds pretty, pretty good. You know, okay, you know what? I got an idea. Barty, you know what? Maybe there's a chance you actually just cast a shield for us, but so let's test it. Let, let's let's go over to the fire and like you, you stick your hand in for a second. <laughs> see if see if see if that like hurts you or see if uh you know, see if the magic shield feels like it's protecting you. Is that a thing we can do? Roll persuasion. <laughs> oh hell yeah. Eighteen plus seven, twenty-five. Oh yeah, okay. He uh, walks over, puts his hand in, and, like, pulls it back. Ow! Fuck! <laughs> that hurt. All right. So I guess it doesn't seem like that was the right spell. That's okay, though. Yeah, damn. I don't know. I'm, I don't know what else to do, Barty. This is, this is, this is tough. Listen, uh, you know, one of us just has to go. We're, we're wasting time. They could be, other people, people could be finishing already. All right. I guess... You don't know. You know what, Barty? I'm sorry. I'm not leaving you behind. I made. I made a promise to you. I made a promise to myself. We're gonna. We're gonna see this through together. We're gonna split it. We're gonna split this potion. We're just gonna run really fast through the fire. <laughs> I think if we're fast enough, we can outrun the pain. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. Let's go. All right. I. I drink my half. And I hand him the rest of it. Yeah. Do I have any rogue skills that let me run faster, move quicker, anything like that? Let's see. I mean, you have things that can make you like go twice as fast, like run twice as fast. What I'll say is just mechanically the way this sort of thing works, like moving through a five foot square is moving through a five foot square. And what does that uh, mean exactly? So like if there's a five foot square that's going to cause you damage and you move through it, it doesn't really matter how fast you move through it. Okay. It's just like, you know, there are obviously times where speed will help you. Is this fire an attacker? Uh, No, I would say this would not 
help the uncanny no, dodge <laughs> who would not unfortunately not help All right. you in this case yeah you know what let's do it yeah let's just we're just gonna run through it together at the same time i think we can both fit okay yeah yeah we're, 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 we're just gonna go for it <laughs> all right yeah you run through and you feel the flames lick against your body and it definitely hurts you immediately do get the sense that it isn't hurting as much as you'd expect fire to hurt okay <laughs> where normally you would have taken uh from just i mean if, you know you get the assumption if you had drank the whole thing you probably wouldn't have taken any damage if you hadn't drank anything at all, you would have probably taken twice as much damage. Here you'll take 1d10 damage. <laughs> so you take 9 damage. Oh my god. Would have been 2d10 if you hadn't done anything. Barty takes way less. Wow, good for him. Alright, I have 9 <laughs> points of health left. <laughs> Alright, you both run through the room. Make a quick perception check. I got a total of 15. Cool. Uh, you take a quick glance. Uh, you see uh, in the center of this just massive room that the two of you have run into is a pyramid that takes up pretty much all of it. Uh, the pyramid seems to be about 100 feet tall. Uh, as you take a quick glance, it doesn't seem like anyone is on the pyramid yet, at least from the side that you can see. It's possible that someone could be on the other side, but you do not know. What I will say is you see probably about like five doors to your right is sprinting as fast as she can, not quite on the pyramid yet, but is Darison. You see her in the room starting to run up, not accompanied by her sister. It seems like she did not take the I'm not leaving you behind method. Okay. <laughs> so she is running. She has a bit of a lead on you, but not by a ton. Uh, what do you do? Like, are there stairs in the pyramid or is it just like kind of like an incline? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there, are, there are stairs on the pyramid. I, okay, so I, I immediately notice her, and I, I yell at Barty. Barty, we made it. We, but we gotta. I like. I point at her. And be like, we gotta be quick. Like, I think. I, I feel like this is. Uh, this is a race, and she's she's ahead of us. We gotta we gotta run. Okay. So uh, we we, yeah. we we both run toward the like the foot of the pyramid, I guess. Okay. Uh, are you dashing? Yeah, I I, I guess. Uh, so you can dash using a bonus action, so you could still, like, have an action to, like, you know, if you want to throw a knife at her or something. <laughs> Whatever you want to do. Or, like, to use any sort of action. Uh, if he's going to dash, he cannot cast a spell, but he could dash with you to the steps. Oh, this is combat. It can be if you want it to be. I mean, <laughs> if it's just a straight race. Okay. She hasn't done anything to indicate she's trying to fight you. Not to say that she has no plans to fight you. Okay. <laughs> she just has not done anything yet. All right. Okay. We, so we haven't moved yet. Yeah. Why don't we, uh, I'm going to say we'll do initiative now. Okay. Just to have like the acting order of the three of you. Um, I got a 16 total. Cool. She got a two. Already got an eight. I feel like I don't want to get in a fight because she'll fucking kill me. <laughs> I mean, but maybe I, I, she's going to attack me anyway. I'm gonna yell to Barty, be like, "Okay, Barty, we we gotta go," and like I, I like I look around for like anything, any ideas. I'm like, I think when you get the chance, you gotta throw me again. <laughs> I need you to throw me as high up, as high like as far as you can up the pyramid. Like I don't, I don't know if there's a way we can get ahead of her without some maneuver <laughs> like that. Okay. So uh, it is my action first, though. So I guess I don't know exactly how it works, like compared to him. Like I want to get like as far as I can without like you know. Like, I don't want to just, like, completely leave him behind, right? Mm-hmm. So, 
That's what I'm going to do, however far that is. So, yeah, if you don't want to dash, you could do 30. Can he do 30 as well? So he could do 30 and he could do 60. Uh, but if he does 60, then he can't use like any spells or any actions. Whereas you you can use your uh, whatever, your thief, your roguish shit to yeah, I, not use your action for that. I want to so. go 30. Okay. And then like kind of like wait for him to like come up behind me and and then use his, I guess I'm telling him to use his action to throw me. <laughs> Okay, yeah, uh, I'd say probably you're probably about 30 feet from the pyramid anyway, so that would make sense. You run to it, and are you just kind of readying your action to be, like, catapulted, I guess? I guess, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm, yeah. yeah I'm just trying to, like, whatever I can do to help. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, and, and yeah, Barty will run over and kind of, like, you know, put his hand out, Last of Us style, and try to do the big shove forward up uh, up the pyramid so last of a style <laughs> <laughs> it's it's the only way you can get to a higher ledge pine right i see so you need to do acrobatics yeah so wait, is he is he throwing me right now is that what's that or is he just lifting me? yeah yeah he he catches up to you and he will use his action to toss oh, so where's um where's darson relation darson she uh i mean technically she's still a little before the pyramid but on her turn she'll probably start moving up it she's probably about like 60 feet to your right okay so not quite on the pyramid yet but probably about 60 feet away from you okay i'm um yeah i guess we'll roll acrobatics okay you'll roll strength i got a total of 18 that's pretty good uh he got 15 so it's not his best throw but he's able to get you up enough you're able to get a nice little launch up uh where you don't have to worry about you know the tiresome running up steps and i'll say with with your acrobatics and his strength you're able to get like an additional uh 20 feet ahead okay so it's a big it's a big throw and jump here yeah so you're able to kind of move 20 feet diagonally essentially how movement is going to work here is like it will take your full 30 feet of movement to get 15 feet okay just because of you know the steps and shit so you're saying this Helped out slightly more than if I just run myself. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I mean, you're talking about throwing <laughs> so fun. It's so cool, though. <laughs> it is cool, and I give you five extra feet. All right, all right. Because, <laughs> I mean, the rolls weren't great. If they were better rolls, you would have gotten more. As I'm flying through the air, I want to, like, like I'm, I'm going to face backwards and, like, give the finger to Darce. <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay uh so that is your turn uh on her turn what is your are you just giving her the finger to be annoying or are you trying to uh, like provoke anything i guess be annoying okay but it might provoke her who knows yeah i'm gonna roll a d20 if she rolls above a 10 she's gonna be annoyed and instead of trying to just sprint up she's gonna try to attack you oh so you're saying i shouldn't have been rude uh i don't know this is the if she attacks you she can't get as far right so it's kind of like a risk reward like you could die yeah i think she'll definitely kill me honestly <laughs> but, but you could die but also if she misses you know right then you're ahead she rolled a six, though, so she is not going to attack. She's going to continue her dash. And yeah, with with her movement, she is able to get to about the same spot on the shit as you. So she uses 60 feet of movement and is able to get about as high as you, still, like, away from you, you know, like 50, 60 feet on the other part of the pyramid, mm -hmm. but uh, neck and neck with you. Okay. 
So I, how, how far am I from the, I'm 80 feet from the top? So you are 80 feet from the top. So my movement would only be 15, right? Yeah, so your basic movement, but you could dash, which would move you 30 total. Yeah, I guess I'll do that. I'll move 30. And you still have your action, if you'd like to use that for anything? I was going to say, I, like, I, I have my dice with me, so I could just, like, chuck my dice at her. Like, to trip Yeah, <laughs> I love that. I love it. I love it. Um, are you trying to, like, throw it kind of, like, ahead of her? Yeah. So she might, like, slip on yeah, her? Yeah, I, I, okay. I was throwing them with the, with the intent of, like, hoping she'll, okay. like, trip. <laughs> yeah. So to get it in her pathway, it's definitely going to be tough. Okay. I'm going to say because you are pretty far away, I just need you to make just a dexterity check to see if you can kind of roll them along to get right in front of her and be in a good position. Okay. Uh, it's going to be a total of 13. Uh, you throw them out. <laughs> and with the 13, they seem to spread out a little too much. Uh, in a way where maybe she'll step on one, yeah. <laughs> but they're not concentrated enough uh, to do much. Okay. Love the idea, though. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> but yeah, so that's your action. Okay. Barty is up. What is Barty? So Barty's like 20 feet behind, or he was 20 feet behind me. And now he's Yeah, 50. now he's 50 feet. Yeah. I think Barty probably would, it would not be Barty's instinct to attack Darison. So Barty probably is just going to use his action to dash up the steps. So he gets 30 feet. Uh, so he's now 20 feet behind you again. Would Barty have like any utility spells that he would think to just make an a, a attempt at on me? Or no? Are they all like kind of attack spells? Uh, yeah, he does not really have any utility spells that would help you, unfortunately. Okay. I, I don't think he's witty enough to do some of the things like he has a move called mage hand so i guess right. you know he could like move the dice theoretically but i don't think barty would yeah i don't, I don't think, think do to do that yeah i agree maybe maybe if you had picked a smarter partner or a more clever one <laughs> but yeah but not not barty's style that's fun but yeah so he he'll just sprint up 30 feet uh darson will see you make the attempt to slow her down um and i'm gonna do another roll and if it's above 10, she will decide to try to attack you. And if not, she's just going to keep sprinting up and try to race you up. Not one. She keeps sprinting up. So she is neck and neck with you. She didn't even step on any dice? Uh, no. <laughs> okay. I mean, okay. I'll roll a d20. And if it's a 20, she will step on a dice. Okay. It's 5%. That's pretty good. It's a 19. Oh, so come she does on. not step on a dice. Not even a 19. <laughs> she, she, she like sees it and kicks it to the side and moves forward. All right. It was a good thought and I wish I could reward you for it, but the rolls just aren't there. I mean, you know, if, she, if she wasted time kicking to the side, it feels like she should be like a foot behind me, maybe. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. <laughs> no, don't worry she's about like, it. Uh, she's 49 feet. All right, perfect. <laughs> it's my turn again, 50 feet from the top. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, I have some ideas, but I don't, I don't think I could like I feel like some of these are too complicated for me to like explain to Barty because that's like not really fair because he wouldn't actually do them. <laughs> Probably, yeah. Like one idea I just had, like, what if he used like prestidigitation to like, you know, like mimic her sister's voice or something and like distract or some shit like that. But I feel like I feel like that's not really fair for me to like tell him to do <laughs> yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I can't just like be a mage. You could tell him to use prestidigitation to do something, and he would do something. You know. Right. 
Okay. Would it be a, that sort of specific <laughs> mimic the sister's voice? Fuck no, no chance. <laughs> but, you know, you could tell him to do something. Okay. And then he would do the Barty thing. Yeah, I, I think I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, like, do my, my 30-foot dash again. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm going to, like, yell out to him. I'll be like, Barty, if, if you have anything that, you know, you think you could distract her with, maybe, like, a cantrip, anything, you know, it could help us. We're, we're we're really close. We gotta we gotta we gotta like edge edge past her. So I'm yeah I'm suggests the idea of using some sort of cantrip to him. Got it. Yeah I'm I, I I'm I'm, not, I'm gonna choose not to throw anything at at her. Okay. And I'm, I guess I'm just gonna run thirty feet. Yeah. So you you are eighty. It is in sight. Uh, the the pedestal. Is there something on the pedestal, or do I kind of see that? There, so there is nothing on the pedestal. I, I suppose the thing we haven't talked about all that much is like uh, when you transported, like you had an orb with you, so that would just kind of like be, you know, in your pocket or something. Oh, so the idea is bag, like I place the orb on it. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you're eighty. You tell you tell Barty to do something to slow her down. He is going to, yeah, try to cast a minor illusion. Okay. So I'm going to roll the wild magic, which I think it was at 30%. Something like that. Okay. So he is safe from the wild magic. Uh, unfortunately, though, it would have been fun. I know. <laughs> like, he'll, yeah. So he kind of runs towards her a bit. And yeah, in front of her is just going to create like a handful of mouse traps, <laughs> like on one of the steps there. Okay. Nice one, Barty. So, yeah, she is going to keep running forward. She sees you're closer and you are you have the clip on her. So she is definitely going to try to attack you. But she is going to attack me? At this point, because you're going, you are at a faster pace and you are going to beat her. So I think it's going to be her instinct to try to attack you at this Damn, point. Okay. Uh, so first, though, she has to run past the mouse traps. She needs to make an investigation check above... Party spell DC. Oh my god. <laughs> she rolled a natural three. Hell yeah. I'm gonna say as she's like running, she starts to ready this firebolt she's about to throw at you. And she like almost the moment she's about to throw it, like looks down and sees these mice traps uh, and gets a little distracted. So she is going to throw it at you with disadvantage. One roll was a 25 total okay the other was an 11 so it flies over your head uh (laughs) and it is up to you and you seem like you have a free shot to the pedestal yeah i mean that's what i'm gonna do gonna just run up there and i guess shove the the orb on top of it yeah you hit the top and now you can finally see the other side uh about halfway up you see Alan uh, and his short halfling legs running up, uh, doing pretty well for himself, but you get there before anyone else. You, As you put the orb down, just shove it on there, you hear Darison just audibly start yelling as you vanish. You see um, Barty kind of vanish at the same time in the same way that the room spun away from you and uh, dissipated when you first went here. It does it again. And the two of you find yourselves... Back in the examination room. While I, we were leaving, I wanted to like just throw a little confetti 
above my head. <laughs> Just <laughs> van- vanishing with it's of a confetti there that you imagine Darson has to look down yep. at uh, and be and be angered by. As you and Barty appear, Professor Turley, who seemed to be like looking over to where Darson's uh, pedestal was, like looks over at you and Barty in the room and is like, uh. Congratulations! <laughs> You're the first to finish. Uh, the top marks. Yeah, you know, of, of course. Uh, thank you for a, you know, a pay attention class. <laughs> thank you for the, the help the other day, by the way, yesterday. Yeah, it's pretty easy, actually. I, I say as I'm, like, bleeding profusely. Yeah. <laughs> a moment later, uh, Alan and Tysinia appear. Uh, and a moment after them is Darus and, and uh, Arsima uh, appear in the room as well. Uh, but yeah, uh, it's all congratulations from Turle. He's uh, giving you some pats on the back and waiting for the other students to come in. Alan walks over to you and puts his hand out. like, that was quite a good race. Uh, the two of you did great. Barty kind of nudges you and is like, he's yeah, probably full of shit. He gave you all this bad information. <laughs> It's like, okay, Alan. Yeah, thanks for the congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hold, I hold out my hand to, to shake his hand, and like I, like I pull it back the last second, be like, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> Alan seems a little taken aback and turns away. Uh, you see disappointment coming across his face <laughs> in his attempt to be less of an outsider. Uh, by appealing to some other outsiders, oh, just on. gets pushed away more. <laughs> oh, I feel bad. <laughs> and he walks over to Tysinia. Darison and Arsima walk over to you. And Arsima is like, ah, that was, a, that was very good. Uh, congratulations. And Darison's like, yeah, you were right. You did better. Again. Good for you. Yeah, nice fireball, by the way. That was, uh, that was a good one. You were doing a good Barty impression for the other day? That was funny. Barty laughs, not fully knowing if he should be feeling bad or or if this is a good burn. But he's like, yeah, you're as bad as me. (laughs) Wait, wait. (laughs) Yep. More and more pairs come into the classroom. Unless there's anything else you'd like to say to Darson, she would probably turn back, resigned, uh angry but not have many other words for you no i I won't finish it with like but also in all seriousness good fight good uh you know that that was that was a nice nice match between us and i i hold out my hands roll a persuasion check (laughs) um i got a total of 16 she doesn't take your hand but it is enough for her to nod and say good match Hopefully I'll get you next time. All right. Then I, I, I give her a little nod and be like, you too. Or wait. <laughs> <laughs> yep. As the rest of the pairs reappear in the room, you, you see the ones who finish last just kind of shuffle out. <laughs> uh, really, really disappointed in themselves. But yeah, uh, the professor comes over to you in Barty and hands you the box. I, I guess I hold it like and do I uh do I 
open it. For your incredible performance in this exam, not only do you get top marks passing the class, but each of you will get a tool that every wizard should have. He flicks his hand and opens the box, and you see two rings inside. He says, rings of protection. Make it so you can take a really heavy hit and uh, be better prepared for your future journeys. I, I could have used this like 15 minutes ago. That would have been nice, but thank you. <laughs> the best part of a one-shot is giving you a really useful item that you won't ever actually use. But your character is happy. Yep. <laughs> you, you as the player, no. But the character gets a ring of protection for the rest of his life. <laughs> but yeah, uh, you are awarded with it. And uh, I'd say, uh, you know, people funnel out. They'll give you the congratulations. They seem to have a newfound respect before you were just kind of the quiet kid who did magic tricks and in, in you know card tricks in the back and now you're the top of the class a, a formidable student and formidable rival for many of these students uh they'll give you the congratulations and then at the end it's just you and barty ready to walk out as we're walking out i, I told i told him man that was great I, I i knew we would be a great team yeah i don't know if you knew this but i was kind of nervous uh, a handful of times i had I didn't know if we'd do it, but... I, I didn't even notice. You, you, you did a great man. Roll a deception check. <laughs> uh, I, got, I got a 19 plus 10, 29. <sighs> he seems relieved that he did a good job hiding it. Mm-hmm. Well, Theo, thank you. And he gives you a appropriately uh, a, an appropriately hard smack on the back. <laughs> and I uh, pat him on the back, too. I say, you know, now this is all over. I think we should have that jousting match sometime. And by sometime, I mean right now. <laughs> and with that, as the two of you walk, uh, presumably to your jousting match and a newfound friendship, we will end this session. Perfect. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> what a wild time. Uh, that, that was... Uh... That was fun. You did a lot of things I didn't really expect. Did I? I didn't expect you to break into the office. I did not think that you would do that. I, I, I feel, by, by the way, I think some funny stuff happened during that, but I do feel kind of bad because like, I feel like I didn't really use any information for all that effort. <laughs> I think it helps. I mean, I think it probably helped uh, get things going a little quicker with the shield, gar with the guardian fight. Okay. You know, I mean, the issue is obviously your character is in general not suited for these challenges as you are not a wizard. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, for, for all of you who have listened through, thank you so much uh, for, for listening and uh, excited for more episodes in the future. Thanks again, Pine. I appreciate having you. It was a lot of fun to play. Yeah, anytime, dude. That's awesome. Thank you all for listening. Peace. Before fully ending this episode, I'd like to give a big special thank you to all of the show's patrons. Your support is what keeps Once Upon a Roll going. So to start, let's hear about the exploits of those in the highest tier, the Heroes of Cortia. First, we have Nazima Alta, a rat folk fighter who currently is aiming to pay off a debt to the kind of people you don't want to be in debt to. She took on a job clearing out a knoll camp just outside of Endin, but when she arrived, she found the dead bodies of the last group of adventurers who tried to take out the knoll 
gnolls, as well as the gnolls themselves. Seems like they all took each other out with their last breaths. Either way, no one but Nazima knows this, so she was able to collect the reward, as well as a decent chunk of golden armor from the previous group. Next, we have Hatton, a half-elf with a curious line of draconic lineage within him. His last known whereabouts were the quaint village of Tolsta, where after a heated run-in with the town's sheriff, he decided to do some investigating, only to discover that the sheriff was in fact an incubus in disguise. For the past few months, he had been using his position of power to feed off the souls of those in the village. Through a clever use of suggestion, Hatton was able to get the sheriff to reveal his true identity, leading the villagers to drive the incubus out of town, making Hatton a bit of a local legend. Lastly, we have Virgil Bowerstone, a hill dwarf-life cleric currently running around the mountain range of the belt with his adventuring party, looking for the entrance to the forgotten ruins of Bienstapola. In their search, they were attacked by a massive rock, and Virgil found himself in the grasp of the beast's talons. However, with five sure swings of his mace, he got the bird to drop him, and then was especially thankful to discover that the wizard in the party had prepared Featherfall that day. Their search for the ruins continues. Along with the heroes of Cortia, I'd also like to thank the citizens of All Hearth who are currently preparing to vote for their next mayor. The attendants expected at the next meeting are Boss Hunter 9, Travis Croats, Softstar, Adustus, Gleb Borchevsky, Sam Pancisco, Joachim Dahlquist, Nurse Bone, Savara, and Bladed SK. May they pick the best option and never look back. Anyway, thank you all so much. Have a great one.